Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. Here we go on a Tuesday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the General Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer Mark the Shark. General, we've navigated our way back here to a Tuesday. We've moved from snow a bit of ice over the weekend. It's now just currently rain here, at least in central Ohio. So there was some ice perhaps out in Marysville and the western regions. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you here on this little Tuesday. Yeah, not looking good for Ski Club the next couple of weeks, no. Beam, because it's supposed to be like this next week too, which, you know, January, February, we're talking 40s, 50s. Uh, you know, I'll take it. I just don't hope we don't have a cold snap back. But it's unfortunate. I know the kids like to get out, do some uh, sled riding, do do a little skiing if you can in Ohio, and typically you always were able to do that throughout the winter, and it's it's been incredibly mild here this year. So. It's been like a bad fall kind yeah. of the last few weeks. Well, you know, it was sunny yesterday, so I'll take some of that sun. It, it, it peaked out here and there, so we'll put that in the wind column. Yeah, for sure, man. We got out and got a walk yesterday, which is nice. Theo was a mess. Wet paws, underbelly was disgusting. Was rolling around in some snow. And what do some- you do when it's rainy and you can't walk, or what, uh, there's inclement weather with the- uh, after the show, um, what do I do all day? Willie, yeah. Willie and I do, just, do anything. Sub, do you substitute anything else in there? Um, I walk around with a, a baby. That's about it. Just in the house, yeah, do, up and down the steps a bunch of times. Okay, try to supplement. I was just curious other if there's that, any no, else, no, other I'm activities not. you had that would uh, that you could insert in there that would be a, a, a one for one substitution. If up you and will. down off the couch. Okay, nice. Hop on the stationary bike for twenty to thirty minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good. There we go. I keep those legs toned. Summer's coming. Yeah, you know, I want to look good in a bathing oh, yeah. suit for this upcoming that's, summer. That's key. That's a big deal. Yeah, man. but it was nice. I mean, it was it was good. So usually, I mean, if normal weather that we're having that's not in the winter and there's not snow on the ground, um, Willie and Theo and I will go on about an hour walk in the morning, and then we'll come around when Meredith gets home. We'll go on like a usually half hour, forty five minute walk uh, a little bit later on in the afternoon. But weather's trash, so can't really get outside. Don't want to tip over the stroller, and don't really want Theo rolling around in the muck and the mud. Uh, but no, man, it was it was pretty nice yesterday. Can't complain about that. Uh, at all. So nice little Monday that we had. Nothing really on TV last night uh, that needed the utmost attention. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're looking for things to watch, and you know, William. Went How to was bed. True Detective? Beam? It's it was scary. Um, it was it's you know they always so we watched the second we watched the second episode of the newest season that came out, and I told you you're really gonna enjoy it. Um, it's it's rather spooky, and it always kind of has the undertone of like spookiness to it. Oh yeah, but they try to make it. Um, no, nah, yeah, this one, this one is. Um, it's. I think we're on. We're on track to be the scariest season ever, and it's really good. Um, it's got a little little sci. Not really sci-fi in it. I don't know witchcraft, maybe if you want to sorcery. Yeah, goblins, all kinds of good stuff. But no, it was good. And Meredith, <laughs> Meredith stayed on her phone for about fifteen minutes afterwards. And usually she just crashes out. I'm like, what are you doing? 
She goes, I can't, I can't immediately go to bed after this. It's good. And like the first 50 minutes were fine, like a normal True Detective episode. And then the last 10 minutes, you're oh, like, yeah, eh, usually they, they have eh. a little hook in there. Yeah. episode two. How yeah. many episodes are there? Six? Uh, no. Right. They're full eight. I, it's either eight or 10. I'm, I'm not oh, exactly gosh, sure, full, but yeah, we're just, we're just getting into this bad boy. Jodie Foster's terrific in it. She is going to make this. That's why I was excited when I saw her being a part of it. Yeah. So she's terrific. So had a nice little, uh, nice little Monday. Not too bad. It's going to be rainy, uh, today. So I think we're through the freezing rain part. It's only going to get warmer throughout the day. Yep. So, uh, we're going to get some rain today and tomorrow and on Thursday. And if you do have ski club a little bit later on this week, well, pretty safe to say that that may get canceled for you. So plan accordingly. We got an awesome show lined up for here, uh, this morning. Bengals lost a key cog in their machine yesterday. We'll get mm-hmm. into that coming up here. Uh, in our next segment talk about some coaching changes as well uh, for the Cleveland Browns so get into that coming up here in our next segment we talked to Schlegs last night um, popping around doing a bunch of things trying to get William to bed so we'll listen to Schlegs coming up here at 635 uh, a little bit later on here this morning Jean-Luc Grandpierre he's going to join us Jackets in action in Eggmington tonight uh, at 720 or not 720 but Jean-Luc will join the program at 720 Dave Biddle of Bucknuts he's going to join us we'll talk some Buckeye offseason at 735 with him and then Uncle Bo he's going to round out the program with us as he does every single Tuesday coming up here around 835 this morning before we get into anything else today it is Tuesday the 23rd day of January 2024 time for today in history Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. Bob, Bob, Bob. It is Tuesday, January 23rd. 23rd day of the year. 343 days remaining in this 2024. Uh, this date's 1789. Bishop John Carroll and a couple others propose... To purpose the land outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, for a school they're going to call Georgetown Bean. All right, nice. They also ultimately named a college uh, in Cleveland after mm-hmm. Bishop John Carroll as well. What, what did Bishop Sycamore do? Uh, I don't know. They've never, uh, can, is it canonized, yeah. the tree? So unfortunately, yeah, I don't. I think that they're not there yet. Maybe they're getting on it. Future, future saint. Yeah, working on that. Future bishop. Uh, this state, 18 of 49, Elizabeth Blackwell is the first person awarded her MD, her medical degree in the United States from the Geneva Medical School, becoming nice. the first female doctor in the history of our country. Uh, this date, 1957, Walter Morrison sells his rights to Whammo. You ever heard of the Whammo beam? Uh, no. Well, it's because it's later renamed the Frisbee. Oh, okay, yeah. I know what the Whammo, Whammo is. Whammo, not a good name. It's a good rebrand by then. It really was. Uh, this date, 1962. Tony Bennett records I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Here we go. Not redone by the Mowglies. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, though, Beam. It made my playlist. Did it? Yeah. I, I listened to it's it. A, when it's I work a fun, out. upbeat song. Yeah. It is. Uh, this day, 1962. Jackie Robinson and Bob Feller elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Pitching professional ball beats pitching hay on the farm in Iowa. Well, I had no intention of working for a living. I always wanted to be a ball player. Never played minor league ball. Uh, hurt my arm in high school. I pitched five games in eight days, nine innings, two incidentally, in the state yeah. tournament. And my arm was a little tired, so uh, when school was out, I didn't go there. I went back to Cleveland as a trainer to work on my arm. Mm-hmm. Got rested up, and uh, instead of going to Fargo, I pitched an exhibition game against the Cardinals. And uh, I struck out eight out of nine, and uh, the Cleveland Ball Club put me right on the roster. 
That is a that's a, that's Bob Feller. That is an interesting. It's an interesting dialect. Yes, I'm, I was trying to figure out where he's from. Listen, Iowa, Van Meter, Iowa. It's a unique accent. Came uh, to uh, Cleveland when he was 17. Pitched uh, part of the summer for the Indians, and then went back and went to high school senior year. Makes sense. There you go. <laughs> Imagine uh, being in the batter's box against him. Oh yeah, yeah. the high schooler. <laughs> Uh, this day, 1964, the 24th Amendment eliminating poll taxes in national elections is ratified. Uh, this day, 1979, Willie Mays is elected to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class containing some star, stars of stars, Elvis Presley, James Brown, Fats Domino, Buddy Holly, among others, is inducted on this day, 1986. Well, let's say 1997, Madeline Albright becomes the first female Secretary of State. Uh, some birthdays today. Born in 1737, the first governor of Massachusetts. Some people refer to him as Herbie. I like to call him Big John Hancock. Uh, born on this date. Sweet signature. Absolutely. Made it the biggest. Uh, Walter Morrison, the Frisbee inventor who sold it apparently on his birthday, was born in this state in 1920. Jerry Kramer turning 88 today, the five-time NFL champion, two-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Richard Dean Anderson, uh, who is MacGyver, All right. turning 74 today. What about McGruber? Well, McGruby? Uh-huh. I'm good with him, too. McGruber! Rothman loves McGruber. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, there's some good spots to it. Uh, Robin Zander turning 71, the guitarist for Cheap Trick. We don't have any Cheap Trick in there, do we, Shark? Uh, I bet we have one song. That's a good chance. I bet we've got one Cheap Trick song. Kevin Mawai turning 53 today, Whoa. the former Jets center. Yeah, he was a monster. Very good. Here we go. Is this Cheap Trick? There we go. Uh, Larry Hughes, Cavs great, turning <laughs> a 45 Shark like that when I told him it yesterday. Uh, Jeff Samarja turning a 39 years young, the former Notre Dame receiver. Uh, 2004 All-Star, 13-year MLB year. How about that? Yeah. Uh, big one for him. Played against him in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, 2006 Fiesta Bowl beam. Great player. And then Kata Bates-Diop turning 28. Nice. Currently, Cleveland, uh, or Cleveland, currently the Phoenix Suns, former Buckeye. Some passings today. Lost a trio of big dogs. Actually, four on this, this date. 2005, lost the legend Johnny Carson Bean. I got that. Sorry, Bob. I was looking Sorry. at Kata Bates' box scores. I always wax nostalgic on Valentine's Day, and I I think of my youth back on the plains of Nebraska and my very first girlfriend. She was an Italian girl, Gina Statutory. I'll never forget the very first time I saw Gina in school. She was starring in a hygiene film called Don't Let This Happen to You. I went to my uh, doctor today. I've talked about him before, Dr. Mandrake Curvy. He's a... Uh, Eye, ear, nose, and wallet, a uh, man. <laughs> I told him I had the sniffles. He wrote a prescription for Kleenex. Sis Boomba. Sis Boomba. <laughs> Describe the sound made when a sheep explodes. <laughs> that, last, that last one was pretty good. I'll give him that. Uh, Jack Lalane passing away on this day, 2011. The healthy, well, the healthiest man alive, being. Once swam the English Channel, pulling a boat with his hands handcuffed behind his back. Good for him. How do you even do that? Well, a lot of kick, leg power. Kick, a lot of leg power. Uh, Ernie Banks, 18-year uh, Cubs shortstop, passed away on this date, 2015. And then Larry King, passed away on this date, 2021. 
some holidays and observances we have today. Measure Your Feet Day, National Handwriting Day, National Pie Day. Favorite type of pie, Beam? Favorite type would... Give me a cobbler count. No, cobbler's its own thing. Probably like a nice like summer like blackberry or blueberry Ooh, pie. There you go. How about you, Shark? Pumpkin. Right. I like pumpkin pie. How about a derby pie with like I don't know what that means. Pecans and bourbon. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, That'll get you where you want to go. Like I'll take chocolate a good peca- a little yeah. pecan pie. My yeah. dad. I never liked that growing. I hated nuts and stuff. But as I got older, started leaning on the pecan pie. It's pretty good. Key lime was always my favorite. Key lime up. is a great is a great choice. I like I like cold apple pie. I used to eat it at the oh, Blackwell yeah. before our games. My senior year, I started doing that uh, in the morning. We'd always have steak, eggs, and it had the side of apple pie. And I just started diving in it one year. And cold apple pie is pretty strong. It was, it was it was cold. Probably came out of the freezer and they let it thaw out there. But it was good. Uh, it's Paul Pitcher Day, rhubarb pie day. Not a huge fan. Strawberry rhubarb's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Snowplow, snowplow mailbox hockey day, whatever that means. And speak up and succeed day, the fourth Tuesday every January. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances for this date. January 23rd, the 23rd day of the year, with a mere 343 days remaining in this 2024. Very well done on that, General, as always. Katie Bates D up, by the way, 4.4 points per game on average. Played in 32 this year. He's already been in the league for, this is his seventh year in the NBA. Yeah, good for him. Great, great job. Happy birthday uh, to the man and one Big Ten offensive player, Big Ten MVP uh, during his time here at Ohio State. Bengals, they lost to Key Cog in their machine yesterday. We'll get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Good morning to you. Right now we are tracking a crash on the exit ramp from I-270 southbound to Alum Creek Drive. Keep in mind, many of those bridges and overpasses are very slick right now. That exit ramp is still open, but one lane of traffic is getting by so take it slow. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hey, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, well, you can get into the action because there's still time to get into the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, you bet this Sunday's conference championships games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel's, they, they, FanDuel, they have so many ways for you to pick up a W. So if you want to follow our picks, you can fade mine because I did awfully. Uh, awfully bad. Bobby did all right uh, over this past weekend. But, of course, first up uh, on Sunday afternoon for Conference Championship Sunday, you get the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Then your Sunday night special on the NFC side, uh, you get the Lions, Team of Destiny, perhaps, traveling to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. All kinds of great stuff. It's my favorite weekend of football of the year, even though I do get very sad that we're at the end of football season. Well, we're to the end. I like the Lions. I mean, they've been getting points. Almost a touchdown right now. So, I'm going to ride with the pride. Uh, so get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Being when you place that first $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash juice to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash juice. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older in present Ohio. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as now withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another coaching vacancy was filled across the NFL yesterday. This one with the Tennessee Titans. We know after the end of the season, Mike Vrabel was maybe expected to come back to Tennessee by Bobby and um, they had a bit Took of a, a hard disag- right turn. Yeah, maybe had a bit of a disagreement or some sort of um, intense meeting with Amy Adams Strunk, who is the owner 
of the Tennessee Titans. So their coaching search began a couple of weeks ago. And the Titans now working to finalize a deal with Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their next head coach. Uh, told Shefty and then Tom Pelissero and any time that multiple guys of that reporting that, you say, okay, well, that's going to be a deal. Callahan, of course, who's going to be replacing Mike Vrabel, would become the sixth coach in Titans franchise history who has let go after the season ended. Uh, you look at Brian Callahan and what he has done. Now, we know that Lou Anarumo had a lot of interviews last year coming off that fantastic year uh, for the Bengals defense. This year, offensively, without Joe Burrow for a lot, long time. Uh, and you look at what Jake Browning was able to accomplish in that offense, hung around almost darn near until the end of the season uh, in the playoff race in the AFC side. It was pretty remarkable what Jake Browning was able to accomplish and what that Bengals offense uh, was also able to get done. So he had a couple of coaching interviews, and then poof, all of a sudden, fast forward, Bob, Bengals lose their OC. He's now heading down to Tennessee to coach with the Titans. Yeah, this is what happens when you're good, and the Bengals have been hanging on to their uh, coordinators for a minute. They've had a lot of success, as you mentioned, Lou Anarubo last year, all over the place. Uh, as far as being tied to potential head jobs, didn't land any of them. You felt pretty good about that. You try to keep the nucleus of your team and your coaching staff together as long as you can. That consistency, as long as it's working, is really, really important. And I think I saw a stat beam. Oh, goodness, that every team now since 2021 has hired a new offensive coordinator. Wow. Either that's independently or with an entire new staff, but he was the last one that had been there since the 2021 season, if I'm not mistaken. So that is where we're at now in the NFL. If you're good on offense, people are going to scoop you up either for the same position or as a head coach. I mean, so we're talking about three full seasons then? So in three full seasons, you cannot have 32 dudes turn over as OC at the same team? Yeah. Wow. That's that's over a three-year period. I mean, you got to think. Beam, there's eight head coaching vacancies this year. So yeah. that's eight new OCs that are going to come from new staffs. And then other guys are getting poached from staffs. Guys are getting hired up. I mean, there's all kinds of options that could ultimately be there. Guys are getting fired off staffs. Bunch of different stuff. So you have five openings remaining, right? We've had we've had three filled. You had the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce got that job. You had Brian Callahan announce as the Titans job just last night. And then the New England Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo. So you've got f- three of them that have already taken, and you've got five remaining. The Seahawks are still out there. You have the Commies who are still out there. Falcons, Chargers, and Panthers. So you've got five remaining, three already filled, and if we're going least val not valuable, I mean they're all valuable. There's 32 jobs open uh, on the market, like they're all valuable jobs. Least desirable has to be the Carolina Panthers, right? I mean mm-hmm. it's it's got it's got to be. It's I would say be you know you look at their roster, you look at their ownership situation. You know Bryce Young is good. I mean he was the number one overall pick, yeah. so you think that he's going to be good, but if you don't necessarily like him. That's not a great situa- situation for you to be in. So you've got to bring in someone that believes in Bryce and what he can do. Um, are their pick situation, is that done now with the Bears? Or no, they I still- mean, well, they've got the number one this year. And then, this I, year, but then I think it's done. There's nothing else left that yeah. they're still paying on that. So yeah. moving forward, you'd be in a better spot. But this year, you don't have a number one pick. Your number one pick is Bryce Young. Yeah. So there's a lot of issues that you've got to overcome, and you don't have the ability to maybe build through the draft. I think they have a pretty good cap situation, but you don't necessarily want to bring in a ton of guys via the cap. You'd like to be able to draft and build them all together. They had six different head coaches in the six seasons under David Tepper. 
before Mr. Tepper came to Carolina, Bobby, the franchise had four in their first 23 seasons. It's good. Just churning and burning right there. You, well, you at- want to make sure, Bean, that you're going to get it right. Mm-hmm. And even if that means you've been getting it wrong a lot of the time on the way there. Odds will tell you that you will get it right at some point. Eventually, you're going to land on someone who will do a really? decent job. How do you know that? Well, you don't, but I'm just saying the odds. Maybe that's the, the hot hand fallacy. the Bears and Browns think about that? That's true. Uh, bad. I mean, but- the Lions finally got to Dan Campbell. Kevin Stefanski's going to win his second coach of the year, though, this year. That's fine. When you get into the Super Bowl, beam. That's I mean, true. Like, I didn't say that. I'm saying the coaching hiring that you got it right. Eventually. Getting it right means you're getting there, getting there and winning something of consequence. Yeah. Uh, the Browns appear to be on the right track. Here's the problem. When you, when you look at this, you may get it right, but not even know that you got it right <laughs> and fire the guy before it's done. It's so true. So that's that's the problem. Yeah. You have two types of error here. Did I hire the wrong guy, and then you've got to fire him, or did I hire the right guy and just give him, not give him enough time or resources? Those are the issues. There's two ways you can fail it and screw it up. Everybody thinks, well, you just hired the wrong guy, and believe me, there's times, I think when you realize you made a mistake, to move on quickly in life. But there's also another time, like, eh, if I liked this person last year, six months ago maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> two years ago, why are they not having success? Well, let's take a look at that. Yep. Is it because of me? Me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Taylor, let's figure that out. Am I giving my guys enough um, opportunities to have success? Are they having? Are they fully resourced? Are they making good moves? Am I meddling in any way? Mm. Those are all questions you have to ask. Is this their, their fi- shortcomings or are these mine? Like, there's a lot of different issues you got to dive into here, Beam. Yeah, there really is. Um Jim Harbaugh had a second interview with the Falcons, a job that's already open. He did have a second interview with the Chargers as well, so we'll keep an eyeball on that one. From a standpoint of like roster, quarterback situation, I have to imagine that the Chargers situation is the is the best across yeah. the NFL. Well, they have a quarterback that you really like, yeah. that you feel like you're in a good spot with. They have a pretty solid roster. Now you're in the AFC West, so you've got, got the Chiefs there. Yep. Um, Mr. Unlimited, I'm not sure his status, where he's at. Uh, the Raiders, you're there in a rebuild, but you do have the Chiefs who are in their six straight AFC championship game. That's so going to be a thing. That's a hurdle. I mean, it's real. Uh, so you have to factor that in. But yeah, there, there's opportunities here for success um, to be able to get some things done uh, with that. But yeah, I mean, it's that that's a real it's a real issue. Yeah, it is. Next best, I would have to go probably the Falcons and the Seahawks. Falcons have a treasure trove, good defense, good offensive line. Uh, they just have a quarterback problem. Commanders need an entire new rehaul uh, down there. And then the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll and what he's done for the better part of the last 15 years over there, like that organization. Yeah, they're, uh, in, a, they're in a little rebuild now. I'll try to figure that out. Is Geno going to be your long-term guy? Are you going to go with him for the next couple of years? Who are you going to go with? Uh, as well. So fascinating stuff. But Brian Callahan, your new Big Tom Callahan son. That's right. And Bill Callahan. So we'll see what happens with the Browns on that front. If they are, oh, yeah. Browns are losing their line coach. Yeah. See if they're now going to be replacing another offensive line coach. Um, so we'll see what happens on that front. But Bengals losing a key cog in their machine as Brian Callahan uh, appears to be the new coach down in Nashville. It is almost 630 and it is a Tuesday. Our great friend Anthony Schlegel is next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we are tracking a crash on the exit ramp. This is from I-270 southbound to Alum Creek Drive. Keep in mind many of those bridges and overpasses typically freeze first and we are seeing icy conditions out there so take it slow. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald. 
Smash Browns, and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. Great to be Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. On our way here to 9 a.m. This Tuesday edition of the program, and it's Tuesday, and at this time every single week, you get to check in with this guy. The best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. It is Schleg Day. Sponsored by Sugar Shannara Accident Attorneys. We go to war for you at warforyou.com. That's warforyou.com. Cruise along here, a little Tuesday edition of the program. Of course, at this time, every single week. We get to check in with our good friend Anthony Schlegel as we head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline. Schlegs, happy Tuesday, buddy. What's happening? Oh, happy Tuesday, Columbus. Just attacking and dominating over here at the Armory. And oh, beautiful Monday. Got to take um, the ladies uh, through some sauna and ice and breathing work with our buddy Brian Peters. Yes. Sauna over. We did plunges. I got in the cold plunge. It was fantastic. Um, they really didn't want to, but they've had, a, you know, a really good, like, three weeks of camp. And then now um, they have their first kind of exhibition game on the 24th out of town. So it's like, hey, this is perfect opportunity for breath work and, and sauna and ice, man. And honestly, like, I don't know about them, but I feel great because I got in it too. I started doing the plunger. We used to get in the cold tub together when we played you, me, yes. age. We had those little yes. mini ones. We'd stack two dudes in there, oh, you know, sometimes gosh. front to front, dude. back to front, front to back. Dude stackers. Hey, dude, yeah. dude stackers. You know what? Side nugget. Oh, I believe boy. those, I believe those cold tubs are actually in the shoemaker. I yeah. saw, remember there, remember there, there. the elevate, they were the elevated ones, right? Yeah. And I we told, would just cram cram a bunch of dudes in there. I told one of the football guys, I was like, I forget it was Tommy or Steel or something. Like, we didn't have this big, huge cold plunge. We used to have to just stack dudes in there. He goes, where? I go, you know those little ones in Shoemaker? He goes, yeah. I go, we used to fit two, maybe even three guys in one of those little holes. He goes, come on. I'm like, I'm dead serious. Be like, dead serious. And I, we just smoosh each other in there. And so now I get in. Like One of the things, I try to get that cold plunge legs at least three or four times a week. You know, yes. Mick, Mick tells the guys, he's like, you don't want to get cold after lifting weights. It lowers your testosterone. I'm like, listen, if I don't get in here, I won't be able to run the next day. But <laughs> I go like up to my shoulders now. I mean, are we going in there, balls to the wall, like getting up to the neck or what, what are we doing? I, I, I went in there and um, I did that. I went all the way up to the nips, Bob. I went Ooh, to the nips yeah. and, and I'm getting I'm getting better. But then also Brian was like, hey, when you're done, because the cool thing about the sun is I'm a sweater. I hydrate my face off. I'm sweating. I'm definitely glistening, okay? Um, but then after you've done a couple of cycles, like three different cycles, and it's like, then when you exit, you need to go the full submersion. Oh, and yeah. he was giving me all the science because of the head and those things, and I'm like, I'm doing it. And I'm like, so I try to do it and, like, tuck my head forward. Just imagine me trying to bend forward and tuck my head into this tub. That was a terrible idea. It's like, take your feet out and just keep <laughs> your head in there. I was like, okay, and I did it. And I'll say this, man, I mean – you know, these women, there's a lot of women from a variety of countries and they were kind of resistant toward it. But like Brian did a great job articulating the breath work and we did some things uh, in the weight room and then we were able to take that and like own your breathing. So it's like in and one, out for two, in for two, out for four, in for three, out for six, just, you know, control your environment, even though it's somewhat chaotic. And that's what you're trying to teach them because that's the sport, regardless of what sport you're in. That's it. If you control your breathing, you can control how you can perform. It was great for them. Um, Bree, who's coaching them, did a fantastic job. Um, 
you know, in the training and then they got training for Brian. Like it was, it was a fantastic day. Sounds good, man. Exciting. Uh, you know, so with that, you know, transition a little bit. We got some football coming up. We had a big weekend of some divisional round games. I know you're flying oh. back and forth with Jacksonville, probably watching games on the plane, everything else going on. I mean, what, what did we take away from some of those games? Those, those epic contest slags. Well, let me, let's, let's go, let's go back. We won the, the Buffalo Kansas City game, the wide right kind of a killer. Oh, terrible. Um, I mean, Josh Allen plays absolute face off. You know, it's a couple guys wide open, but defense wins championships in those games. Like, you got to step up, and and they made some mistakes, and and Kansas City was able to capitalize and and do something that people said Kansas City doesn't do, which is, you know, win on the road, and they did. So, you know, kudos to them. Um, What else do we have? Uh, I mean, San Francisco looked fantastic versus Green Bay. You had what was the oh, other how about one? Detroit? Yeah. How about Man Campbell? Oh, like? listen, listen, listen. That's a team right there. You know, we're, it's funny because we were talking about breath work, right? And it's like controlling your environment, not getting too high, get too low. Remember the Dallas loss that they had with yeah. Taylor did it check in? That was crap. They didn't let it bother them. They just went on to go win. So that's kind of, but that's a team. Teams win. I think to, so many times we forget that. You know, like even in high school, guys, like it doesn't matter about the talent on the field. Teams win. And you're seeing that right, this right now in the playoffs and the fact that Detroit is going to play, you know, San Francisco in San Francisco. That That's amazing, right? And then Baltimore, Baltimore's defense is legit. I mean, um, kudos to CJ and what he was able to do in his rookie yeah. year in Houston, thinking that they were going to like win four games and probably have another first round pick. What was it D'Amico Ryan's did a great job coaching yeah, there. He's our age, but, ba- but Baltimore is good, man. I mean, what a match! What a matchup for Baltimore, right at home now with Kansas City coming to them. The way their defense has been playing, it's going to be a great matchup. And then you look at you know San Francisco and, and Detroit. So you know, really, we we knew about Baltimore, we knew about Kansas City, we knew about San Fran, but the way that Detroit. Every year you see that outlier that you doesn't you don't think they don't resonate because they've been the, the Detroit Lions. But over Dan Campbell's years and being able to build that team the way that he wants it built, which is what like him, very kind of reminiscent of when 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 Vrabel was at Tennessee winning games the way that Vrabel wins, right? The teams take on the embodiment of the head coach. And I'll even say when we played Bob. Like we didn't, we didn't have a lot of highs and lows with Tress because why? Tress was so even keel all the time. It was just, you weren't necessarily winning by thirty or forty and putting up all these numbers. You did what you do best. You controlled the football. You stopped the run. Play great defense and you punted, right? And guess what? We won games that way. <laughs> Where's the scoring? We, Where was the scoring well, in there? That that happened after you and I left. So, you know, but but that's that's the beauty of. You know, the NFL and the system that's set up right through the draft. And if, I mean, again, Houston, right? They drafted two great first round picks that played a lot for them at a high level. Guys can be that impact. You're starting to see that in the portal in college football. Teams that don't necessarily, that aren't necessarily there all the time could potentially get there through the portal. Um, as long as they stay healthy, because the one thing teams that aren't like the blue buds, what they don't have is depth. You might be able to go in the portal and get one or two guys that can really make an impact on your team, but you're gonna you're gonna lack that depth. Whereas the blue buds, the ones that do this on a consistent basis year in and year out, they have depth. Sure, and too. so if they if they if they can stay healthy, 
right? They can make a run. Yeah. It's the same thing you're saying here. Jared Goff's playing at a high level. Brock Purdy is just doing what he has to do, which is manage the game. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute freak, and they got a great defense. Baltimore's got a great defense. Kansas City and Spags are going to have to. They're going to have to do something to Lamar Jackson, and we know that. And that's why these games are going to be fun to watch next weekend. Hey, is Anthony Schleg with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Solid? Hey, before we get you out of here, Dan Campbell and Jason Kelsey against you and Bob in a shirtless wrestling match, tag team style. Who wins? Oh, that's. I mean, Bobby. First off, well, Dan's pretty fit. Dan's uh, super fit. He's super fit. Uh, he's going to have a motor. Uh, Kelsey has played 13 years in the league coming off of a season. So I'm going to take us because Bob and I are super fit and we're gas station ready. I, you know, Bob looks phenomenal right now. I feel like I'm always gas station ready. It'd be great. Like I'm actually wearing probably what I would wear in the, in the, the wrestling ring, which is a pair of Rocky boots and Carhartt pants. And I would just be shirtless. So I think it would be amazing. Um, if you oil that up, you know, and let it glisten yeah. off you, I think it'll just, you know, I think it's a good good matchup for us, Bob. So, what are you not wearing? That number one, and <laughs> that's a good question. Number two, did you see your boy Maddie Stafford, Highland Park's own, uh, your fellow Scott alum? I I don't know how I forgot this last week, but he had a straight up Carhartt jacket on in the post game after they lost to the Lions last week. Why wouldn't he? He lived in Detroit. He lived in Detroit, the Carhartt's headquarters there. Why wouldn't he have one of those on? Matter of fact, it's also very cold right now in Texas. So, you know, I'm happy that he kept him. But, he, you know, he's a dude, man. He's a, he's a grinder. He's blue-collar, corn-fed. I mean, I, I know he came from Island Park, but, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just because you got a lot of money in the bank doesn't mean you're not blue-collar and corn-fed. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we always appreciate it, buddy. Have a great day, and we'll check in again next week, all right? I love you guys. You're the best. Attack and dominate. Go Bucks be cancer. Go Columbus. Had a chance to talk with Schlegs last night. The Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan Zoom hotline. Oh, absolutely. And I want to tell you about your local Pella windows and doors. Winter, it's approaching now. Back and forth a little bit. Win, win, winter, fall, snip, snap, snip, snap. But if you're bundling up inside your house just to stay warm, do not be doing that. Call my friends at Pella. Pella, they have the colors and styles to fit your home and your budget. Pella, they're rated number one by Columbus homeowners as the most trusted window brand. So get replacement windows and doors that will add value to your home for years to come and save you money on your utility bills and, frankly, just make it more comfortable inside. Call 877-98-PELLA or go visit them online at PellaColumbus.com. One team in the NFL is already sick of their first-round pick at quarterback. Well, that's the nasty rumor going on, at least. That and Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are tracking a crash on the ramp from I-270 southbound to Alum Creek Drive. This is on the southeast side. Remember to take it slow on those bridges and overpasses as they are free first, and we're seeing slick conditions across central Ohio. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. We are on the Juice and brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at FuelGreatColumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Sharky. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. It is a great day to be alive, is it not? Considering the alternative. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Patriots fans aren't thrilled with quarterback Mac Jones, who had a record of 2-9 and nine this season mm. as a starter before he was benched. Matter of fact, 
Mac Jones's teammates apparently don't care for him either. Some of them don't like his attitude and didn't like how he handled his demotion. One of them said everyone's watched him play. They've watched him act like a prima donna. The team is sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. Bob, ever play with somebody who nobody liked? Uh, not that nobody liked. The thing is, when you're good, people will tolerate you acting like a jerk. When you're not good, everybody just says you're a whiny baby, which is what you're getting with Mac Jones right now. And I've tried to tell people, there have been people on social media that have attacked me, vehemently defending him. Listen, man, I know guys who are in that locker room who do not respect him. He thinks he's Tom Brady, and he's not. And he tries to, like, garner that type of respect and tries to be demanding when he's not even demanding of himself in the same way. Like, you can be like that if you're great and you do everything the right way, and that's what Tom always did. And you see a guy like Mac Jones who can't take coaching is. You know, bristles at any type of criticism, and then on top of all that, doesn't go out and play well? Nah. Next. Said at the, uh, after being benched in favor of Bailey Zappi halfway through the Patriots season, quarterback Mac Jones made an unexpected appearance at Gerard Mayo's introductory press conference, sporting Patriots workout gear, and one of the uh, team sources said he was in workout gear, which is ironic, since he cleared his entire locker at the end of the season. I mean, come on, man. Like, it sounds. It Probably sounds splashed like, some water on himself yeah. in the bathroom, feeling mm-hmm. better. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make it look like I was in there and I was working out and I was sweaty and I was getting all the things done that I needed to accomplish. Yeah, it just it seems like the tide has turned on Mac Jones. And if you don't have the locker room and you continue to lose, Bob, then I mean it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean the Patriots have the number three pick in the draft, right? Yeah. I mean you've got Caleb Williams out there, you've got Drake May, and you've got Jaden Daniels. I think. Those are probably your three best quarterback options, or at least the high, uh, most uh, highly regarded when it comes to NFL circles. And you read all the mock drafts; like those guys are going to be top five picks. Patriots going to look for a new quarterback option, new head coach. Pair that together, one and one, new coach, new quarterback gives you at least some years of viability. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they move on from Mac. Coming off a victory at the American Express, 20-year-old amateur golfer Nick Dunlap has withdrawn from this week's Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. He wants to go home to Alabama to be with friends and family. It'll also give him time to ponder his future after he had to forfeit the $1.5 million first prize. Dunlap has to decide whether to return to Tuscaloosa for his sophomore year with the Crimson Tide or turn pro and join the PGA Tour. Beamer, he said it's a conversation he needs to have with a lot of people before making a decision. Well, he does need to have that, and he just qualified for three out of the four majors for this upcoming year. Qualified for the Masters he, by winning the U.S. Amateur last year, he did. Qualified for the Open Championship, uh, and then qualified. Can he play in the Masters as a professional after qualifying as an amateur? Um, I think he can. He, can, he could if he qualifies on his own merits to get into the Masters, and with already winning this year, that would be an automatic qualifier, I believe. No, uh, but what Bobby's asking is, if he gives up his amateur status, does he still qualify for the Masters? And I think he does, by winning a tournament. Yeah, he could. Yes, correct. What do you mean he could? I think he does. He already is. Winning a tournament? I think he's already qualified for the Masters. Yeah, but he won won as an am, so I don't know if if you have to win as a professional to qualify. Regardless, I mean, it's a massive decision that he's going to have to make. But if you win a tournament yeah, right. on the PGA Tour, which he did, you automatically qualify for the Masters the following year. 
if it's after the Masters, obviously right. this is before the Masters. Yeah, so he would qualify so, both ways. If, even if he decided to turn pres- professional, right. he would already be qualified. He still want to turn I love this. To go into the good golf talk about um, major qualifications. You know, I, I That's follow, what the folks come for. I follow a lot, a lot of golfers on Twitter. And it, it was interesting to kind of hear what they had to say. Do with you like, follow golfers' wives on Twitter, though? Um, what is the what is the Patrick Paulina? Well, I do follow her on Instagram. Of course you do. Uh, what's the um, Oh man, Patrick Reed's wife had a burner Twitter account. Use golf, use golf facts, I think. And I, like, I thought they got divorced. No, Pat Perez and his wife got divorced. Oh. You see them all up on the all the hearsay on the PGA is. Tour. Um, <laughs> but it was fascinating to hear their their standpoints. Like you have nil, and you know why can't you just put that in account when he decides to turn professional shark? Like you had mentioned yesterday as a follow up to the story, uh, and they were kind of all up in arms over about it. Like a million and a half dollars. Like that's a that's a lot. No, Nick Dunlap. Dollars. He's gonna obviously have a terrific career and he just won a PGA Tour event uh, at the age of you know 20 years old uh, but he did make a jump in the official world golf rankings from 4,129 all the way up to 68 so that would ar- already automatically be a qualifier into all these events so it's a big big decision that he's got on his hands and he obviously wants to make it with friends and family this week I have nothing else to add to that okay. conversation alright <laughs> then let's move on what a night in the NBA you know Kobe Bryant one scored 81 points on January 22nd, 2006. On January 22nd, 2024, Philadelphia's Joel Embiid scored 70 points, a Sixers franchise record. And Carl Anthony Towns tossed in 62 points for Minnesota in a loss to Charlotte. Towns is a seven-footer. But he stepped back and hit 10 threes last night. Bobby, it's the first time since 1978 that two players scored at least 60 points on the same night. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. And the fact that Joel Embiid, they were playing the Spurs, correct? Yeah. Yes. Did you see the video of Joel Embiid walking by Victor Wenbanyama at the very beginning of the game? It's amazing. <laughs> What seven five is? Yes, you know it's crazy. It's all a drink of water. Joel yeah. Joel is at least packed cool. some weight on, and you know what? I, I've kind of gained more and more respect for him throughout this process. Like of all the guys they've Trust tried the to process. pair him with, he's he's the dude. Like and he he plays when he's in shape and playing good defense. Like he's about as good as you're going to get. Guy's got a complete game. Good for him. Carl Anthony Towns only had four points in the fourth quarter. Couldn't close the deal. Didn't have elite conditioning. 62 points and a loss. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, the video last night of, of Joel Embiid walking by Victor Wanbanyama and his eyeballs just like popped out of his head. He's like, whoa, this dude's big. And Pop coming out, like you said, at the beginning of the game, like, we're going to hammer him. Hey, buddy, watch this. I'm going to yeah. drop 70 points. Hold my beer, Pop. Yeah, watch that stuff. Good for those two guys. Hey, CJ Stroud is helping out Ohio State in more than one way. Do that in the re-rack next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we are tracking one crash on the southeast side. This is on the ramp from I-270 southbound to Alum Creek Drive. Traffic is getting by, but crews are on the scene working to clear this up right now. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuckerman. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Tuesday. Brandon B. Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here at 720. Jackets in Edmonton take on the Oilers tonight. Jean-Luc, however, not in Eggbington. 
Going to check with him coming up at 7.20 this morning. Talk a little jackets. Dave Biddle of Bucknuts and On the Money. He's going to join us. We'll talk some Buckeye offseason with him. If you miss Schlegs in the 6 o'clock hour, if you're not, 8.05 right after the re-rack in the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to replay that for you. And then Uncle Bo, he's going to round out the program with us, as he does every single Tuesday, coming up here at 8.35. Set a re-rack, shall we? Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Family owned and operated with more darts and cues than anyone in Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Why don't you give me a number? Hmm. Let's do, uh... Let's do five for the five assists that Joel Embiid had last night. Prepare... With his 15 boards and 70 points. That's a grand total of is that 70 plus 15 is 85 plus 5 assists. 90 uh, combined points, assists, and rebounds. That's pretty good for Joel Embiid. Caller number 5 right now, 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. You call in. You get in if you're the fifth caller, and you're going to receive a four-pack of tickets to go see the Ohio State men's basketball team take on Illinois on Tuesday, January 30th. Tickets are on sale through OhioStateBuckeyes.com. Quick turnaround for them. They just played Saturday. Back in action tonight against Nebraska ball. Um, that's at 7 o'clock. Good news for you oh, is our like that. good news for you. Our coverage begins right here in the fan at six o'clock with mm, tip off at seven o'clock. Bad news for you is if you don't have the old streaming device, it is on the Peacock tonight. Mm, Shark, how excited are you about that? He's I already I saw. So I told he didn't know that this morning, uh, and I told him I was like, "Yep, you can't even watch the game tonight." He's like, "What? What do you mean? Like it's on it's on the on the Peacock, Shark? So you can't even can't even watch it." It's a bummer, man. We've got the Peacock. I'll, I'll dive in. You know what? The Penn State win got me a little excited this weekend. Yeah. This is at Nebraska at home. At Nebraska ball, yeah. Great chance to get that first home win or first road win in a while. Four and a half point underdogs tonight against Nebraska ball. Nebraska's been playing well. Four and four in conference. They are 14 and five on the season. And they just, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, hammered Purdue. Uh, at home. Then they had a couple of road losses. They lost at Iowa to Mount Fran. Then they lost at the rack in overtime to Rutgers. And then over the weekend, they had a nice close victory over Northwestern. So uh, much better in recent years, Nebraska, or sorry, much better this year than in recent years is is Nebraska basketball. Okay. Well, that's good. You know, they're going to uh, be the leader, I guess, for their athletic department and get it rolling. You know, football team. Lagging a little behind basketball, hold my beer, and let's get it going. Yep, for sure. So that's a 7 o'clock tip tonight at 6 o'clock. Jackets and Edmonton to take on the Oilers at 9 o'clock. So late, oh night, boy. Yeah, and late night for the Jackets. Uh, that's what we're up staying up for. Shark, what are your thoughts? Shark, uh, your are thoughts are staying on... up to watch the Jackets? Absolutely. The whole game. Yeah. Well, yeah, Shark doesn't go to sleep. Shark, sleep, he's a vampire. He sleeps in the daytime. Yeah, what, is your, what is your sleep miss, schedule now? I don't miss Jackets games or Cavs games. Come on, Bob. What is your, what, so what, what's your daily routine? Uh, Give like me today's this, routine. Today, <laughs> I'll go home. I'll eat some chicken wings for lunch. Thanks, Bob. Not dinner tonight. Not with Jan. Yeah, no. Okay. No, I'm going to eat them for eat lunch them for today. himself. Yeah. And then uh, I'll probably go to bed around noon, get up at uh, 6, 6.30, watch, th- nope. Listen to the Buckeyes game <laughs> at 7. Paul and Ron. Watch the Blue Jackets at 9. Take a shower at about midnight. Make my way into here at one thirty. Gosh, such a beautiful existence. It's the noon to 6. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty envious of that right now. It sounds like a good... Do you wear a sleep mask or anything? 
I don't, but it's not easy. You got blackout curtains? I don't. It's it's not easy. You need to get a sleep mask. I never thought I would be able to sleep with a sleep mask. And then one of my friends is, is a guy who played in Michigan State and does a bunch of stuff with sleep, influencer on the on the social media wor- nice. world, all the stuff that he's doing. And so he sent me one of the ones over that his company has. And I was like, you know what? I go, this is, I can sleep with this. It fits really well. It's soft. I'm like, I don't really notice. I don't like having anything really on me. Do you use it? Do you use it every night? I use it during the day too. Oh, okay. If I'm trying to take a nap, I throw that bad boy on. I can sleep in the, I'm going to probably bring it with me on the airplane. Good. I don't care what people think. I also bring a neck pillow. Well, there's no rules on airplanes that and it airports. How about at the beach? Do you wear it at the beach? Now, if I'm falling asleep on the beach, it's because I'm under an umbrella and everything. I couldn't. I'm not going to bring it out to the and beach. And under the influence of 19 <laughs> well, yeah. cocktails. Well, and you've probably been up late and you know, a bunch of other things. It's nice to go out and take a little. I love the sound of the ocean. That puts me to sleep. Yeah. The sound of the ocean, a little breeze. As long as I'm in the shade, I'm good to go. But yeah, sure, I can sleep at any point in time. And I always have been pretty good at sleeping, but this is... This is kind of upped it and taking it to another level. So that's why I was just curious, man. In the middle of the day, you don't have a basement or anything, do you? No? I don't have a what? Do you have a basement? Yeah, I have a basement. Do you go down there and sleep? Not too often. Why? It's like a cave. I don't have a bed in my basement. I just have right. a big uh, sectional couch. I I just, like sleeping in my bed, Bob. <laughs> spend some it, time in there. I mean, <laughs> paid all this money for it. I'm going to spend you some hard-earned time in there. When you're sleeping I at take night. Na- I take naps in my bed. I go up and get in my bed to take a nap. Oh, it's, the, it's, it's for, the best. Yeah. It's just for 45 minutes. I love my bed. I told my wife when I when I die, I want to be buried in my king-size <laughs> bed. Put that in my coffin. When you retire, are you going to change your sleep patterns back? Yes, <laughs> of course. I change them every week. You've been doing on the this, weekend. You've been doing this for forty some years. I mean, I feel no. Like, what was your first year professionally in radio? Eighty one. How about amateurs? I started doing mornings though in eighty five. So and almost forty getting, years. Back then, I was getting up at 3 o'clock. Now, you know, I'm getting up earlier than that. But back then, I also went to bed at, you know, 10 or 11 and got up at 3. Now, I don't go to bed at night. I go to bed during the day. That so before, sense? you wouldn't take naps during the day? You just get like uh, five Yeah, hours? I, w- I was... Like a brief nap? I'd be tired, yeah. I'd, I'd, I went to a lot of movies back then. <laughs> I mean, I went to the movie theater at least once a week, usually to watch Double Feature. I would watch... 75 movies a year and a what? lot of times i'd fall asleep in the movie theater go back the next week for a, paying for a nap <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd take my kids uh during the summer and we'd go to double features sometimes watch three movies in That's one day because i thought you were going to some of those adult movie theaters no I've no i don't about. i don't do that bob anymore anyway if i started snoring in the movie theater they just elbow me and wake up you'd be good to go with those daily matinees i mean you should just have them go sit somewhere else and then just you go crash out oh, yeah you said it you sit at the back and then they could sit up at the front you know matinees aren't around anymore they still have matinees no go go look at like the lennox where do you go lennox crosswood oh, what's the lennox during a day for a day or was it around christmas yeah because they were open they opened them during christmas or you know during the holidays but now you can't find a noon movie. <laughs> is that is this a, a big plight? Will you sleep Kirk, at literally noon now? at eleven a.m. today? There is a noon Mean Girls, an eleven a.m. Beekeeper, a one o'clock Wonka, eleven thirty at the Lennox Theater. Yeah. The right Lennox, down the road. right down the street from us. All right, 
Which I, movie theater are you going? There, well, I see I'm so little... many movies between the hours of 11 and 1. Um, I go to AMC Dublin because that's up where I live. Beams on Or I go to Crosswoods and Williams. AMC Dublin does not do matinees. Their earliest one is at 1 o'clock. They, well, that's... I would say that's anything before anything before Shark four. doesn't go to bed at night. That's basically happy hour for him. One o'clock in the afternoon. By the way, Stephen was the fifth caller. Yeah, he wins a four pack to see Ohio State Illinois, and I didn't ask him where he was from. So we're going to say Stephen from Central Ohio. <laughs> Good job, Stephen, Central Ohio, uh, on getting that done on that front. I'll tell you what the sleep hack has been for us. Um, so Willie had that white noise machine. Oh yeah, you and when, that yeah. When up. when we moved, and then you we, get your own white noise machine. Exactly, we yeah. moved him. We took the white noise machine with him, and then we had to get another one. Like yeah. that's like the best. Oh yeah, that that's, you just, if you can't hear your kid crying, right. they're not actually crying. So on Friday night, I stayed up a little bit later. You know, went to bed probably at like twelve thirty, one o'clock, and Meredith crashes out on Friday. She's exhausted, and I forgot I forgot to turn the volume up on the sleep, uh, like the baby monitor. And we both got up. And, oh, yeah. You know, it was like 6.15, ah! 6.30. Both got up. We were like, man, slept pretty good. You know, look at the monitor. And they have the sound bar on it. Yeah. You can see the, the visual of yeah. the like the audible, like, okay, it's green. He's in there. He's, he's in the red. happy. Then it turns over, yellow. And over, then it turns it's red. It's like Schlegs. He's overmodulating the he, mic. Basically is what it is. And <laughs> woke up at <laughs> 6 o'clock on Saturday morning and just like, man, slept pretty good. Well, dude didn't wake up all night. And then we look over at the monitor. It's just peaking red. <laughs> We're like, oh, well, he's doing fine. He's okay. He'll be all right. He can't hurt himself in there. In there? Did you put the topper on yet? Babe? No, because he can't get out yet. I dropped I dropped a notch. You don't want him to think that he can get out, though. <laughs> you want to nip that in the bud, because once he realizes he can escape, then he'll continually probe, because he realizes it's a lot more fun outside of the crib than in the crib. A lot of great things out there. A lot of Drano to drink. Yep. Things you can do, crawl around. Play, let Theo out of the cage, play with him. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you want to make sure that he doesn't appear that there's any way he can get out. You, you want to make sure that you treat him a little like Reek. Okay, <laughs> Bean? Don't say that. <laughs> you want to Reek him to where he completely gave up trying to get away. If you open the cage. Treat him like Brooks where he becomes institutionalized. Yes. Yeah. You open the cage and he doesn't want to run off. He'll stay in there. You want to come just, out here, buddy? Uh-uh. No. No. It's so I'm much good. safer in here. I'm an indoor this is way dog better. Now. Yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> hey, CJ Stroud's helping out the Buckeyes. You see this? Uh, I did. That he is a platinum member now of the foundation, uh, which I think has given over a hundred thousand dollars back to NIL funds at Ohio State. He said, I think between fifty and a hundred grand. Yeah. That, that's the platinum level. That's good for CJ. Uh, that's terrific. That's awesome. Good. I mean, it's what you'd love to see. Your guys giving back. CJ is. You know, a philanthropic guy, he's you know, he's a very passionate, spiritual guy. You know, he wants yeah. to give back, be involved in things. He's appreciative for his time at Ohio State, what people did to him. You know, there's a lot of a lot of good with what he's trying to do. And I think he he was one of the first beneficiaries in a big way of NIL at Ohio State in college football. And so you know what? It's like, hey, this has got to come from somewhere, and let me see if I can help our squad a little bit. I think it's terrific when you look at that. And uh, I saw Adam King from Ten T V report. Uh, that all the transfer portal doings and everything on the NIL front for Ohio State. Lane Kiffin tweeted out the article, right? $13 million. And that's what Ryan what had said. What was Ryan had yes. said to retain this roster or whatever to build it? Yeah. I think there is a reality that. I know that number's going to kind of change and have and flow every year. And I don't know if it's 
quite that high, but Ad- it's Adam King close of, to it. Adam King of 10TV said it was around $10 million. Yeah. I would this, say For they, this offseason. I'd like to know Adam King. Where do you source that from? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's, uh, that'll be interesting. I'd like to hear where he sourced that because there is no official record book of that. There's no transfer portal docking and tra- well, it's not tracking like the, all these It's numbers. not like the NFL where you have uh, you know, your salary cap and you can see it and it's all public within the league to everybody. So I'm just curious as to where he ascertained that number from. And is that all just simply cash? Does that include goods and services? Right. I mean, there's other things that guys get there you know, as far as cars and you know, apartments and things. So th- there's a lot of ways that you can factor and count that up, but... Um, I would say that that's a ballpark that seems about right, though. Said so sources tell me that the cost of team retention, transfer sources portal edition. I love sources. Uh, and early enrollees for the 2024 Buckeye football team is around $10 million. But it's it kind of seems like it's the going rate, probably. That sounds a, about accurate. I would probably have to do some back of the back of the napkin math here tonight and see if I could put it together. <laughs> Just from knowledge of it, but I, I, that that sounds fairly accurate. Good on CJ for getting involved on that front. Pretty awesome to see. Terrific young man, and they had a great season uh, with the Houston Texans. Texans Jackets begin their Western Canadian swing tonight in Edmonton. The hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, he's going to pop by. We'll chat with him about it next. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are not tracking any crashes on your central Ohio roadways, but definitely seeing slick conditions on all of those bridges and overpasses stretching across the 270 loop. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. Tuesday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Before we check in with our good friend, the hyphenator. Oh boy. It's a Tuesday, which means it's a threes day. And if it's a threes day, that means the appetizer, featured appetizer roosters, well, it's going to be only $3. And that featured appetizer, it's a favorite of Schlegs. It's a favorite of Jeremy Birmingham. It's mac and cheese bites. Macaroni and cheese covered in crispy, crunchy cheddar coating, deep fried and served with sour cream. Burn puts hot sauce on it. So good. You wish you were a kid again. It's a way to eat mac and cheese on the go, Beam. It's delicious. It's tasty. And they're $3 all day long. So check them out at your roosters. And even on a better note, stay listening and locked in because at 820, Beam, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to Roosters when you play That's What He Said. So I, how about that? It was great. I was there on Friday night, and I got some of those uh, awesome onion petals. They're good. Yeah, they were world class. That I, sauce, I ate the, a bunch of those this The weekend. sauce with the horseradish, too, mm-hmm. in it. Oh, man. It was so delicious. Yeah, you're right. Coming up here in one hour's time, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to our good friends over at Roosters. Morning Juice presents... Talking jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. Here's Johnny. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check with our great friend, Jackets analyst, Jean-Luc Grandpierre. Jean-Luc, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Um, Team in Edmonton, you're here in central Ohio. Going to be doing the broadcast tonight. 
Can you explain to us uh, what the city of Edmonton is like here on Tuesday, January 23rd? And how does anybody ever live up there? What's going on, buddy? Good to talk to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, Edmonton is actually, it's actually not that bad. So what, whatever we had uh, happening here last week in central Ohio, it's actually a little bit warmer up there right now. But yes, uh, typical winters. I heard it got around minus 35 uh, two weeks ago there. But last week was actually a little easier. So right now it's not too bad. Just some snow, but uh, I don't think it's too cold outside. So it's not that bad. They got a big mall. You can... They have like a massive mall, like the one in Minnesota with an ice rink in there and a casino, hotels, water park. So you just go to mall, spend your day there, and then uh, it feels like summertime. There we go. I like that. It's a positive outlook on that, Jean-Luc. Uh, you know, a lot of people have talked, you know, especially for young teams where these West Coast trips can be a great bonding experience. You know, do you have uh, any any stories that you could share about maybe some that happened sometime how that happened during your career? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we had those big, long trips uh, out west, so obviously when I was with the team, the team was a West Coast team, right? So yeah. we played in L.A. and all those places more often than we played in, like, Pittsburgh or New York. So it was it was kind of crazy. But during those long trips, you know, a lot of team dinners or excursion. I remember going uh, to visit Alcatraz when we were in uh, San, well, near San Jose. We took uh, some cars up to San Francisco. Uh, sometimes if you're a place like Edmonton or Calgary, if we have time, we'll obviously we can't go skiing, but we'll arrange some kind of trip, whether it's like sledding or uh, snowmobile trips or nice. something like that. So th- there's a lot of really cool things that uh, helps a team bond, and it's always fun when you have that trip earlier in the year. To be honest with you, but for the Blue Jackets, uh, you know the way the schedule is now that we are at Game 50 almost, and that's their first real trip. That's going to be more than two games, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. He is Jean-Luc Rampierre with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Opponent tonight, you get the Oilers, uh, Jean-Luc, and the headliner of the entire NHL. I mean, it's Dreisaitl, it's McDavid, uh, and those guys. I mean, how do you how do you contain them? defensively because we know at any given point in any given game they can absolutely light it up yeah it's always been the story for the Edmonton Oilers is like offense 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 but now uh, ever since they they made the coaching change I want to say they're 21 and 3 since their coaching change so uh, now they're writing that 13 game winning streak as well so it's kind of crazy I think uh, there's more focus on defense in Edmonton. So now, yes, you do have the dry side all. And, uh, you know, the McDavid's and the Bouchard on the points are producing an incredible amount of points. But now on top of it, you know, it's not so much of a leaky defense as they used to be. So they, they're gearing up really for a Stanley Cup run like the expectation were this year. But again, the coaching change came in and changed their whole system overnight and it didn't take them too long to get on board and you can see uh, immediately the results so for the Blue Jackets tonight it's not going to be an easy one I'm not going to lie to you but hopefully maybe you can catch the Oilers taking the Blue Jackets lightly and that can turn around because I think the Jackets have won the last three meetings between the two teams so uh, I'm sure the Edmonton Orioles are aware of that, but uh, let's just say I don't think the Blue Jackets are favorite. But you never know what's going to happen. What? Uh, how close are you be monitoring? You know Elvis's performance. Obviously, you know, played pretty well since he's been bouncing back. But I, I know for the club, they want to see him get going, and you know the, the trade rumors and everything else substantiated or not. I mean, 
does this impact somebody? And, and how close will you be watching kind of his performance of this road trip? Well, obviously, I, I've been watching a lot. I'm going to pay attention on this road trip as well uh, quite a bit. So is everyone, to be honest with you, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the management for the team or, you know, other teams that may or may not be interested in Elvis. So I think for himself, he wants to prove that, you know, he's a number one. He wants to play well. Uh, you know, he does well under pressure. So there's no doubt about it. Uh now that Spencer Martin is no longer with the team, I think hopefully that's going to settle him down a little bit. Now that there's just two goaltenders with the with the Blue Jackets, uh, hopefully that settles him down a little bit and he can feel even better about himself. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, you know when you make so much noise about yourself, all of a sudden all the eyes are on you. So hopefully he can respond well. But I'll tell you, even the last game against New Jersey when he allowed four goals. Looking back at that game, there's one of them maybe he should have had. The other three, I mean, <laughs> it was completely out of his control. So he's played pretty well. Hey, Jean-Luc, before we get you out of here, so you mentioned it, Jackets, uh, Western Canadian swing for these uh, next three games, the Oilers, Flames, and then the Canucks. Then they're in Seattle as they drop back down to the States. They finish up in St. Louis here next Tuesday, a week from now. So a nice week-long road trip for them, five games packed into a seven-day span uh, what would be a successful road trip uh, in your terms, Jean-Luc? Oh, in my terms, I think if you can go three, one, and one, I think it's a great road trip. Uh, you know, now obviously, if you want to go five and zero, oh, please, you're welcome to do so. But realistically, I think three, one, and one would be great. Uh, the Edmonton game is going to be probably the, the toughest one. Seattle is not an easy place to play, but uh, you know, aside from that, you know, I think. Uh, Vancouver is playing well, but, you know, they won the last game against Vancouver. I don't, you know, St. Louis, it's going to be another tight game. So for me, a three, one and one trip would be great. Uh, but yeah, that would, that's about my expectation. See it this way. If I was a betting man, I'd probably go two, two and one, but I'd like to see three, one and one. <laughs> two, two and one. There we go. Jean-Luc, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Get some coffee in you for a nice little nine o'clock start tonight and we'll check in again next week. Okay. All right, guys. Great talking to you. There he goes. Our good friend, the hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. David L. Bucknuts and On the Money, he's going to join us. We'll recap what has so far been an intensely fascinating first couple of weeks of the offseason with us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now, no crashes to let you know about on your Central Ohio roadways, but we are starting to see traffic pick up on 33 Westbound coming in from Pickerington. Also from the far west side on I-70 coming in from West Jefferson. Take it slow on those bridges and overpasses. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggle. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. There's Long here, a little Tuesday edition of the program. And right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Checking with our good friend of Bucknuts and on the money, he is Dave Biddle. Bids, thanks so much for the time as always. Buckeyes with a very, very fascinating beginning uh, to their off season so far. I mean, it's really been like two months worth of content we've gotten uh, over the first couple of weeks of the off season so far. Bids biggest storyline to you at this point so far is what? Wow, um, I suppose the fallout from Nick Saban retiring and and just what a windfall that's been for Ohio State. No one's benefited more from that. Then Ohio State, and um, it's funny we'd always, you know, I'm sure everybody who follows college football had opined for a while how 
how long is Saban going to hold on? I did not see him retiring um, after this season. So, but the fallout's been uh, very nice for Ohio State. Caleb Downs, um, that's huge. Getting Julian Sand, who I think is going to probably be the quarterback in 2025, his second year, that's huge. But I mean, you look at everything. I mean, the guy's coming back for another year. I mean, just we could go on and on. You know, JT Tumaloal. Mecca Buka, Denzel Burke, Tyleek Williams, on and on and on, Travion Henderson, and then all the guys that got in the transfer portal, like Will Howard, Quinshawn Judkins. Um, it's just, it's been a wild three and a half weeks. Like, everybody was ready to jump off the Lane Avenue Bridge, seemingly, after uh, the Cotton Bowl, and that was, like, less than a month ago, and now it's like everything since then has just been golden for Ohio State. But I think, Beamer, it's tough to pick one thing, but I'll, I'll go with um, Nick Saban retiring and how Ohio State has benefited from that. Um, you know, all the additions, and obviously the addition of McLaughlin and, and, and what that means offensive line-wise, adding a center guard into your offensive lineman is nice. Adding a ton of pieces, a lot of guys returning. How concerned are you still, Bids, about you know, this offensive line and their potential production moving forward? Yeah, Bob, that's my one. Um, it's not a huge concern, so I, th- I do think they're going to be better than we were last year. Getting Donovan Jackson back is big. Um, really only losing one starter in Matt Jones. And maybe they'll still add somebody from the portal after spring, kind of like what they did with Simmons this past year where he wasn't uh, you know, here uh, for spring ball last year, obviously, and they brought him in in June. So maybe they're still going to add a tackle, um, but maybe they don't need to. Maybe they feel like Luke Montgomery is going to be ready, or maybe they feel like Josh Fryer is a second-year guy is going to be even better at right tackle. I think Fryer might be better suited at right guard. We'll see. But I think you know, bringing Bill O'Brien in, I like that hire. Um, and um, – it does kind of feel, Bob, like they're one offensive lineman away. Like, like that's the one missing piece. I feel like I'm being very greedy because, like, it's like, been like unbelievable. Like what's been going on and getting Caleb down, but this yeah. kid's going to be a first round pick at safety, and, and they're getting Lathan Ransom back. That wasn't. I didn't even have that on my like radar after like he got hurt. I'd heard he was going to get ready for the draft, so getting Lathan Ransom back, Sonny Styles is back, but now you can move Sonny to linebacker. It's just been. It's been absolutely crazy, but I'm here for it. I mean, Ryan Day is just um, doing a heck of a job this offseason. Yeah, it really seems like um, it's an all-gas-no-breaks kind of an offseason, isn't it? Like, he understands kind of (laughs) at the crossroads that he's at, and they're kind of going all out for it. As we check in with Dave Biddle here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, you mentioned, uh, you know, the addition of Caleb Downs bids, and I mean, he is a terrific player. And I honestly, was I was kind of shocked. Like on Friday, when it was announced that he was going to come to Ohio State, I thought for sure, like, all right, it's going to be Georgia. They did all the work uh, on that. Not to say that Ohio State didn't, but they signed his position coach at Alabama. Uh, they were doing some great things with Nick Saban leaving. And then, you know, it was announced that he's going to come here to Ohio State. My jaw was on the ground. Like, that's the kind of player that he is. And you're already adding it to what is a terrific defense here in Columbus. That's exactly right. And I think a lot of people listening to the show probably know this, but if you don't, as a true freshman this past year, Caleb Downs led Alabama in tackles with over 100. A true freshman led Alabama in tackles with over 100. This kid, he's a punt returner. I mean, he could play. I was, I was told if he, wanted, if he could, he could play running back at Ohio State. He's back. <laughs> but he'll, he, will be, he will be a first-round safety. He's going to return punts, and he is tremendous. And, and this is when things have kind of changed. It used to be, well, you know, Close only counts in hand grenades and, uh, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades. And, uh, but like and now, dancing. If you, yeah, I, I, almost, I almost threw that in. I had a coach that used to say that. And dancing. And, um, but um, now if you finish second, they'll look like they did with Julian saying He said, well, Ohio State finished second, and then when Saban left, I wanted to be a Buckeye. Boom. Same thing with Caleb Downs. I know it was disappointing for a lot of Ohio State fans, but they it looked like a while like they were going to get Caleb Downs out of high school. He picked Alabama, and then – 
Yeah, I mean, but it still did, as you said, Beamer, it looked like he was Georgia-bound. A lot of people thought he was Georgia-bound. I certainly did. Uh, that was huge. It reminded me a little, even though it wasn't a transfer, it reminded me a little bit of the Vaughn Bell situation when Vaughn was recruited and everybody was like, Ohio State's in it, but uh, he's probably going to end up at you know X, Y, and Z, and then Urban was able to get Vaughn Bell on signing day, and that was just huge, getting a kid from the South that everybody wanted. I mean, the number one overall player in the portal. Caleb Downs was the best player in the portal, and Ohio State got him. And I think b- because they did a good job recruiting him initially, that was a big reason. Just like Julian Sand, like I said, he said that uh, Ohio State was the runner-up to Alabama when he was being recruited. So um, those guys are doing a good job recruiting. Even when they finish as the runner-up, they can now circle back because of uh, the transfer portal. What do you see the impact of Bill O'Brien being, Vids? Yeah, I like it. You know, it's um, it checks a lot of boxes, Bob. I wanted somebody who um, – I mean, he checks even more boxes than what I expected. But, man, NFL head coach, and he had a winning record in the NFL, went to the playoffs four times, and we could go on and on. And co- Very, very successful college coaches that didn't do well in the NFL. Nick Saban, the goat of college coaching, was, I mean, he was okay. He was, like, uh, you know, almost 500 in the NFL. Steve Spurrier was not good in the NFL. Urban Meyer, not good in the NFL. Um, so Bill O'Brien was actually solid in the NFL. Was he great? No. He wasn't a good GM, but he was a good coach, in my opinion. Um, he was solid at Penn State, taking over after you know, they were you know, reeling from the Joe Paterno situation. And, um, you know, I, I, and then offensive coordinator at Alabama, offensive coordinator with the Patriots. And I know the Patriots were a disaster on offense this year, but anybody who knows that roster knows that that, that offense, you can have the best offensive coordinator in the world. The Patriots didn't have the personnel this year. So I like it. I like it. And I also like what it represents, Bob, because it shows, and I, I had heard that this was likely going to happen, but I was taking a wait and see approach. Like I'll believe it when I see it, that Ryan Day was going to give a play calling. That's huge. I mean, I, th- I think the best coaches, there's some exceptions, but the best coaches are usually CEOs. They're not out there calling plays. And I think he had too much on his plate, especially now with everything with NIL and the portal and everything that's going on. It's insane. So I like Bill O'Brien, the fact that he checks a lot of boxes. He's going to be able to sit up there in the press box in theory and call the plays. Ryan Day is going to be heavily involved in everything, obviously. But I like bringing Bill O'Brien in just because of he checks all those boxes. And I like what it represents that Ryan Day is like giving up play calling duties. He's becoming more of a CEO. I think that needed to happen. How different does this offense look compared to years past with Ryan in charge now with Bill calling the plays, Bids? I could be wrong here. I don't think it's going to be that much different. I think Bill O'Brien's coming here to run Ryan Day's offense with tweaks. You know, and he, um, again, Ryan Day is going to be heavily involved in everything, um, including play calling. And if, you know, Bill O'Brien's the play caller, which he will be, Ryan's still going to be obviously suggesting plays or vetoing plays, whatever it might be. Um, but a lot similar to like when Urban was here and Tom Herman was here. You know, Tom Herman called the plays, Urban had veto power. Um, I don't think it's going to be that different. Now, if we're sitting here in, in fall and it's completely different, make sure you call me. I know you guys will call me out if I'm wrong <laughs> on this, but uh, I don't expect it to be that much different. I really feel like, um, because and if you're Bill O'Brien, you're probably well. He's Bill O'Brien. He was going to come in and do what he wants. I'm sure these guys talked about it. Obviously, and like he knows Bill O'Brien's a smart guy, Ivy League guy. Now you got coordinator. Both coordinators are Ivy League guys, by the way. Now, um, and he knows that Ryan Day's offense is super successful. They don't need to reinvent the wheel. Come in here and enhance what Ryan Day is doing. That's what Bill O'Brien's going to do. I know it seems like a year ago this happened, but they also hired a new AD in Ross Bjork. Your, your thoughts on him? <laughs> Yeah, I, I like him a lot. You're right. That was like, what was that? Less than a week ago, he had the introductory press conference and does it. It feels like it was like two months ago or something. I like it. If you're an Ohio State fan, you're like, why does Ohio State throw their weight around? You know, why don't they you know, be, become more of like a boss in NIL? That, that's what Ross Bjork is, is coming here to do. Like, he's not messing around. He's not 
talking about this or that. He's like, football's king. We need to do this. We know he embraces NIL. I mean, look what A&M did. They just didn't have the coaching to, you know, um, cash in on it, so to speak. But um, here at Ohio State, I mean, he absolutely embraces NIL and understands that um, football is king here. It feels like Ohio State, there's like, you know, I really like President Carter, too. Ted Carter, I think they did a good job hiring the school president. Those guys get it, and I feel like finally – Ohio State's going to throw their weight around a little bit. Are they going to be bullies at the Big Ten and threaten to leave? And do, no, they're not going to do that. But like we saw for years, Ohio State should throw their weight around a little bit more. And it sounds like now with Ted Carter and Ross Bjork, they will be doing that. Bids, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us this morning. Have a great week, buddy. And we'll check in again soon, all right? Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. There you go. Dave Biddle, Bucknuts and On the Money with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Well, Beam, it's been about seven years since I started my TRT program with Affinity. I don't know if I ever want to go back to doing something else. It is almost February. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions to get in better shape, get feel better about themselves, get their energy, mood, mental focus up, all of those different things, get them to peak levels. We'll go see my friends at Affinity Whole Health. Do your loved ones a favor. Go to Feel Great Columbus. That's where you can find them online and find out if a testosterone replacement therapy is right for you, or maybe you're already on a program, you just want to upgrade, you want to get better service, better results, well, Affinity, they can help you with that too. Their website is feelgreatcolumbus.com. Submit your info, and then you can meet with a dedicated patient care coordinator at their convenient location in Powell. They're going to walk you through the process, just like they did for me, develop a customized plan for your needs with whatever your goals are. So check them out and get started for free at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com. Hey, we're going to get juice next. Morning juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now, no major crashes to let you know about, but we are starting to see a lot of traffic build up on 33 Westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Also on 161 coming in from New Albany. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuckerwald. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Here's the long here, a little Tuesday edition of the program. What do we do it every single day at this time? Well, we get juiced. What's got you juiced? Hey, Shark. Yeah. Can you fire up the Schlegel machine for us? Sure. First off, I don't really tune into a lot of golf. Though I do like golf, guys. I really do enjoy golf. I can talk more about golf than I can hockey, but I love hockey because it's physical and it's violent. But I'm not going to be watching the LIV. <laughs> he never watched that movie with Adam Sandler. Golf can be violent as well. Oh, of course it can. Well, happy Gilmore. Don't tell the Bob Saudis Parker. golf isn't violent. That's true, Bob. That's true. Blood money, Bob. It's all blood money. You Don't know watch the It all the spends live. the same. It does. Hey, I the guy guess. in charge of Live Golf had some pretty serious accusations lobbied against him late last week. Yes, he fun. did. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The good news is just don't lobby accusations against them. Yeah, that and good news was great timing for Jay Monahan to be over there. Beamer, we, uh, you know, you've heard about the separation of church and state. We want to separate golf and murder. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, NFL has been king in this country for decades, and the numbers continue to bear that out. The 49ers Packers broadcast was the most watched Saturday NFL divisional game ever on Fox, 37.5 million Mm -hmm. viewers on average. The Ravens-Texans divisional round matchup was the most watched NFL game ever on ESPN, an average of 31.8 million viewers, and that also made it ESPN's most watched non-Super Bowl game ever. Although ESPN's never had the Super Bowl, so I'm just going to go out there and say it was the most watched game ever 
on ESPN in any sport. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, congratulations to Cody McMahon. Yep. Big Ten Player of the Week. Average 24.5 points. Monster. 10.5 rebounds. The Buckeyes wins against Maryland and Iowa last week. And the Buckeyes moved up uh, from 18 to 12 this week. After the win over Iowa, the Hawkeyes dropped from 2 to 5. And then Kalen DeBoer did not want Tommy Reese as his <laughs> offensive coordinator down there at Alabama. So Tommy needed a job. And he found one in Cleveland, Ohio. Going to be the Browns' tight ends coach. My stepdad sent me that yesterday. He's a big Notre Dame fan. He goes, man. If you got Browns fans, tell them I'm sorry. He just does. He does not like that. <laughs> like, he's not even calling plays. He's the tight ends coach. We are right as a position well, coach. I, a little odd, I think, that a former quarterback would be a tight ends coach, and he's only 31 years old. He's only like four years older than David and Joku. Wow, be weird. That'd be like I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, Bob. Uh, having. Uh, Fish as my boss. <laughs> Listen, Fick, Fick coached linebackers, and he was about yeah. 31, and he'd never played linebacker before. Think about uh, Pugich. He was a tight end in college, and he was yeah. a defensive coordinator. It happens. You like, know it's football, not that big you of know a deal. football. Yeah. Bob, what has you juiced? Well, you mentioned some of those numbers. I saw the Lions game, I think, in Tampa Bay, two of the largest TV markets mm-hmm. in the country by a wide margin. I think they had 40 million average viewers and that game peaked at 49.5 million people oh watching. Oh, my God. And that's the Lions. It's Tampa, and it's Detroit. Yeah. This isn't New York and Dallas. Philly. Philly. I mean, Houston, this is, Chicago. People love it. It's the only sport that's market agnostic. It does not matter. Storylines. People will watch it across the country. Well, it matters if it's on Peacock because that, that Chiefs game only got 23. But it was the most ever on Peacock. That's story. right. Peacock number one. Buckeyes in Nebraska tonight on Peacock. I think they're going to go for the record. Oh, yeah. Streaming. 500,000. Huge there. Uh, But this is a little bit longer. Gino Oriam, I stumbled upon this last week. Didn't get a chance to play it. Uh, It's pretty good talking about transfer portal and everything else and coaching players today. The average coach out there, though, who's not where I am, you can't do your job anymore. And people say you got to change with the times. How does changing with the times help you have better relationships with your players when it's all transactional now? So what kind of relationship can you have with somebody that is telling you, I might be here one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four, or I might be at four schools in four years? And this has nothing to do with the money. Forget the money part. This is about the ability that you can just walk out anytime you want. Uh, and it's pretty good. You know, as you think about that, you know, growth comes through hard opportunities. Nick Saban said it. Great players or average players want to be left alone. Good players want to be coached. Great players want to be told the truth. It's like that in any aspect in life. And if you're not willing to take some tough and hard criticism sometimes, well, you're not going to be willing to grow. So that had me juiced when I heard it. Gino Oriema, he can be a little crotchety sometimes, but I thought he was spot on right there, Beam. What's got you juiced, sir? He gives you a good nugget from time to time. Gino does. He got his pulse of what's going on, and he was even realistic in that situation. If your coach, not like me, like he's done everything in the yeah. sport, right? Uh, Don't listen to me because I've won a lot. Yeah, I, I've, I have it much different than you know 90% of the other coaches here uh, in college basketball. So, yeah, that was pretty good out of Gino. I just saw this. Uh, the WWE and Netflix signed a deal. Um, for a, since we're talking about sports business and ratings uh, and everything. Uh, Shark, you don't know the number yet, Bob, you do. Um, you want to take a stab? It's a 10-year deal for the WWE and Netflix for Monday Night Raw. Take a stab at what the 
uh, number total number is going to be on that. That is going to be um, well, three hundred million dollars a year would be three billion for ten years. It's five billion. Mm for 10 years um so raw monday night raw is leaving linear television <laughs> like it's just gone so if you're like shark and you are maybe not necessarily a fan of streaming and you don't want a netflix account well guess what uh, you're gonna have to hop on that so we can be upset about you know the buckeyes on peacock and all of your you know maybe perhaps baseball or jackets games going to be on streaming uh, going away from linear television it's just the way just the way that it is and that's going to happen so monday night raw uh sure, beginning- pretty soon all that linear television will have is local news murders and slow traffic updates pretty soon all that linear television someone's <laughs> going to come up with a great idea to put all of these separate streaming devices back under one umbrella yeah. and they will just recreate cable <laughs> like all of a sudden it's just going to come back and hey we're going to get peacock and netflix and amazon all in the same place it's like congratulations you just created what we had yes. and it was perfect and Called my bill YouTube will TV. be 450 dollars a month <laughs> and that's not including internet either which you're yeah. going to need because it will be streamed and there will be no linear television uh, so that had me fired up kind of reading about that uh, here earlier this morning. Told you we watched uh, True Detective episode two mm. of the latest season. Spooky, man. It's real spooky. And it's great. Told you it's set in the Arctic Circle. It's like the last town it's set in Annis, Alaska, uh, I think. And it's the last town before there's just nothing else on like the ice. And you get up to you know to the ice shelf and everything on the glacier. And um, if you haven't watched any bits of True Detective, why I like it is because you can watch a season and you don't really need to know kind of what's going on in other seasons. They're standalone. Uh, and so we watch it Monday nights around eight o'clock and by about nine 15, I'm wondering if I'll be able to fall asleep. So nice and spooky last night. In True you Detective. think it's filmed up there in Alaska or in a Hollywood studio? I don't know if it's filmed in a Hollywood studio, then great job by those set makers. Cause Coach, it looks like it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's filmed. Up this there. is Jody Foster. This is legit. Yeah. It may not be filmed there, but it's probably filmed in a cold remote place. <laughs> and it looks cold. I watched Tom Cruise ride off this ramp on a motorcycle <laughs> six times at like 60 years old. I watched Tom Cruise fly Fly a fighter jet. Well, he actually has his pilot's license. But oh, have does. you seen the video oh, yeah. of him he's got a, for Mission Impossible? Dude, he's on there base he's, jumping off of a motorcycle off of a yes. gigantic 200-foot ramp. They did it six times. And he the goes, director, I every think, time, goes, I thought I think he was going to hang on to the motorcycle a little bit longer. They're watching on iPad. I'm like, you're insane, dude. You're worth probably half a billion dollars, and you're Ride a motorcycle off a ramp with a parachute on your back. Every time. Not once, but more times. His commitment to the process, everybody needs the commitment to the process that Tom Cruise has. He's insane, but maybe in the best of ways. Director said each time he went off of that jump, oh my God, <laughs> I just killed Tom Cruise. Yes. He missed legs in the six o'clock hour. He's in the re-rack next. Morning juice right here on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now, no major crashes to let you know about, but we are starting to see a lot of traffic build up on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester. Also on 161 coming in from New Albany. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Tuesday. Marina B. Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here momentarily, going to listen to Anthony Schlegel. Drop his wise words of wisdom. And then at 835, Uncle Bo, he's going to round out the program with us as he does every single Tuesday around 835. 
keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables, darts, and shuffleboard in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Jack and Tom Edmonton or Edmonton, whichever one you want to pronounce it if you don't watch Trailer Park Boys. Oilers tonight, 9 o'clock, sporting a 13-game winning streak. So they're due. <laughs> they're due for an L. The Jackets can hang it on them. Buckeye men's hoops in action tonight in Lincoln. They will take on Nebraska ball at 7 o'clock. 6 o'clock coverage begins for us here on the fan. So hopefully breaking that uh, one-plus-year-old losing streak on the road. Had a chance and opportunity to talk to this guy last night. Listened to it earlier this morning. But if you miss legs from earlier on, we'll just sit back, buckle up, and enjoy it. The best way to start a morning is with a heavy dose of iron. Gas station ready. Always. It is Schleg Day. Sponsored by Sugar Shannara Accident Attorneys. We go to war for you at warforyou.com. That's warforyou.com. Cruise along here, a little Tuesday edition of the program. Of course, at this time, every single week. We get to check in with our good friend Anthony Schlegel as we head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline. Schlegs, happy Tuesday, buddy. What's happening? Oh, happy Tuesday, Columbus. Just attacking and dominating over here at the Armory. And oh, beautiful Monday. Got to take um, the ladies uh, through some sauna and ice and breathing work with our buddy Brian Peters. Yes. Sauna over. We did plunges. I got in the cold plunge. It was fantastic. Um, they really didn't want to, but they've had, a, you know, a really good, like, three weeks of camp. And then now um, they have their first kind of exhibition game on the 24th out of town. So it's like, hey, this is perfect opportunity for breath work and, and sauna and ice, man. And honestly, like, I don't know about them, but I feel great because I got in it too. I started doing the plunge. We used to get in the cold tub together when we played, you, me, yes. age. We had those little yes. mini ones. We'd stack two dudes in there, oh, you know, sometimes gosh. front to front, Dude. back to front, front to back. Dude stackers. Hey, yeah. dude stackers. You know what? Side nugget. Oh, I believe boy. those. I believe those cold tubs are actually in the shoemaker. I yeah. saw. Remember there. Remember there. there. The elevate. They were the elevated ones, right? Yeah. And I we told, would just cram cram a bunch of dudes in there. I told one of the football guys, I was like, I forget it was Tommy or Steel or something. Like we didn't have this big, huge cold plunge. We used to have to just stack dudes in there. He goes, "Where?" I go, "You know those little ones in shoemaker." He goes, "Yeah." Go, we used to fit two, maybe even three guys in one of those little holes. He goes, come on. I'm like, I'm dead serious. Like, dead Shlegs serious. And I, we just smoosh each other in there. And so now I get in. Like One of the things I try to get that cold plunge legs at least three or four times a week. You yes. know, Mick, Mick tells the guys, he's like, you don't want to get cold after lifting weights. It lowers your testosterone. I'm like, listen, if I don't get in here, I won't be able to run the next day. But <laughs> I go like up to my shoulders now. I mean, are we going in there? Balls to the wall, like getting up to the neck, or what, what are we doing? I, I, I went in there and um, I did that. I went all the way up to the nips, Bob. I went Ooh, to the nips, yeah. And and I'm getting I'm getting better. But then also Brian was like, "Hey, when you're done, because the cool thing about the sauna is I'm a sweater. I hydrate my face off. I'm sweating. I'm definitely glistening. Okay. Um, but then after you've done a couple of cycles, like three different cycles, and it's like then when you exit, you need to go the full submersion. Oh, and yeah. he was giving me all the science because of the head and those things. And I'm like, I'm doing it. And I'm like, so I tried to do it and like tuck my head forward. Just imagine me trying to bend forward and tuck my head into this tub. That was a terrible idea. It's like, take your feet out and just keep your head in there. I was like, okay. And I did it. 
And I'll say this, man. I mean, you know, these women, there's a lot of women from a variety of countries and they were kind of resistant toward it. But like Brian did a great job articulating the breath work and we did some things uh, in the weight room and then we were able to take that and like own your breathing. So it's like in and one, out for two, in for two, out for four, in for three, out for six, just, you know, control your environment, even though it's somewhat chaotic. And that's what you're trying to teach them because that's the sport, regardless of what sport you're in, that's it. If you control your breathing, you can control how you can perform. It was great for them. Um, Bree, who's coaching them, did a fantastic job, um, you know, in the training. And then they got training for Brian. Like, it was it was a fantastic day. Sounds good, man. Exciting. Uh, you know, so with that, you know, transition a little bit. We got some football coming up. We had a big weekend of some divisional round games. I know you're flying oh. back and forth in Jacksonville, probably watching games on the plane, everything else going on. I mean, what, what did we take away from some of those games, those, those epic contest slags? Well, let me let's let's go let's go back. Well, one the the Buffalo Kansas City game, the wide right kind of a killer. Oh, terrible! Um, I mean, Josh Allen plays absolute face off. You know, so a couple guys wide open, but defense wins championships in those games. Like you got to step up, and and they made some mistakes, and, and Kansas City was able to capitalize and, and do something that people said Kansas City doesn't do, which is you know win on the road, and they did. So you know, kudos to them. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I mean, San Francisco looked fantastic versus Green Bay. You had what was the oh, other how about one? Detroit? Yeah. How about Man Campbell? Oh, listen, listen, listen. That's a team right there. You know, we're, it's funny because we were talking about breath work, right? And it's like controlling your environment, not getting too high, get too low. Remember the Dallas loss that they had with yeah. Taylor did it check in? That was crap. They didn't let it bother them. They just went on to go win. So that's kind of, but that's a team. Teams win. I think to, so many times we forget that. You know, like even in high school, guys, like it doesn't matter about the talent on the field. Teams win. And you're seeing that right, this right now in the playoffs and the fact that Detroit is going to play, you know, San Francisco in San Francisco. That That's amazing, right? And then Baltimore, Baltimore's defense is legit. I mean, um, kudos to CJ and what he was able to do in his rookie yeah. year in Houston, thinking that they were going to like win four games and probably have another first round pick. What was it D'Amico Ryan's did a great job coaching yeah, there. He's our age, but ba- but Baltimore is good, man. I mean, what a match! What a matchup for Baltimore, right at home now with Kansas City coming to them. The way their defense has been playing, it's going to be a great matchup. And then you look at you know San Francisco and, and Detroit. So you know, really, we we knew about Baltimore, we knew about Kansas City, we knew about San Fran, but the way that Detroit. Every year you see that outlier that you doesn't you don't think they don't resonate because they've been the, the Detroit Lions. But over Dan Campbell's years and being able to build that team the way that he wants it built, which is what like him, very kind of reminiscent of when 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 Vrabel was at Tennessee winning games the way that Vrabel wins, right? The teams take on the embodiment of the head coach. And I'll even say when we played Bob. Like we didn't, we didn't have a lot of highs and lows with Tress because why? Tress was so even keel all the time. It was just, you weren't necessarily winning by thirty or forty and putting up all these numbers. You did what you do best. You controlled the football. You stopped the run. Play great defense and you punted, right? And guess what? We won games that way. <laughs> Where's the scoring? We, Where was the scoring well, in there? That that happened after you and I left. So, you know, but but that's that's the beauty of. You know, the NFL and the system that's set up right through the draft. And if, and, I mean, again, Houston, 
right? They drafted two great first-round picks that played a lot for them at a high level. Guys can be that impact. You're starting to see that in the portal in college football. Teams that don't necessarily that aren't necessarily there all the time could potentially get there through the portal um, as long as they stay healthy. Because the one thing teams that aren't like the blue buds, what they don't have is depth. You might be able to go in the portal and get one or two guys that can really make an impact on your team, but you're gonna you're gonna lack that depth. Whereas the blue bloods, the ones that do this on a consistent basis year in and year out, they have depth. Sure, and too. so if they if they, if they can stay healthy, right, they can make a run. Yeah. It's the same thing you're saying here. Jared Goff's playing at a high level. Brock Purdy is just doing what he has to do, which is manage the game. Christian McCaffrey is an absolute freak, and they got a great defense. Baltimore's got a great defense. Kansas City and Spags are going to have to they're going to have to do something to Lamar Jackson. And we know that, and that's why these games are going to be fun to watch next weekend. He is Anthony Schleig with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Solid. Hey, before we get you out of here, Dan Campbell and Jason Kelsey against you and Bob in a shirtless wrestling match, tag team style, who wins? Oh, that's, I mean, Bobby, first off, well, Dan's pretty fit. Dan's uh, super fit. He's super fit. Uh, he's going to have a motor. Uh, Kelsey has played 13 years in the league coming off of a season. So I'm going to take us because Bob and I are super fit and we're gas station ready. You know, Bob looks phenomenal right now. I feel like I'm always gas station ready. It'd be great. Like I'm actually wearing probably what I would wear in the, in the the wrestling ring, which is a pair of Rocky boots and Carhartt pants. And I would just be shirtless. So I think it would be amazing. Um, If you oil that up, you know, and let it glisten off you, I think it would just, you know, I think it's a good, good matchup for us, Bob. So what are you not wearing that, number one? And <laughs> That's a good question. Number two, did you see your boy, Matty Stafford, Highland Park's own, uh, your fellow Scott alum? I, I don't know how I forgot this last week, but he had a straight-up Carhartt jacket on in the post game after they lost to the Lions last week. Why wouldn't he? He lived in Detroit. He lived in Detroit, the Carhartt's headquarters there. Why wouldn't he have one of those on? Matter of fact, it's also very cold right now in Texas. So... You know, I'm happy that he kept him, but he, you know, he's a dude, man. He's a, he's a grinder. He's blue collar, corn fed. I mean, I, I know he came from Island Park, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just because you got a lot of money in the bank doesn't mean you're not blue collar and corn fed. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we always appreciate it, buddy. Have a great day, and we'll check in again next week. All right. I love you guys. You're the best. Attack and dominate. Go Bucks be cancer. Go Columbus. There he was, Anthony Schlegel with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We recorded that last night, and on the other side of the room in which I was recording, uh, young William was attempting to get to sleep, and I'm shocked that you couldn't hear screaming on the other side. No, it was good. It was good. You broke on through to the other side, Beam. I, at one point, I had to mute my microphone, go in the room to see if he was doing all right. Bengals lost a key cog in their machine yesterday. Get into that next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now, if you're heading out, no crashes to let you know about on your central Ohio roadways, but many of those bridges and overpasses are moving a little bit slower because of those slick conditions we are seeing, including on the north side of town where 315 meets I-270 and on the south side where 23 meets 270 as well. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagel. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Bengals lost a key cog in their machine yesterday. Before we do that, it's time to do this. 
know what that sound means. Oh, that is the rooster. That means it is a Tuesday, which means it's an appetizer Tuesday. It's a Thursday. Featured appetizer today is going to be one of the classics. It's Schlegs' favorite. It is mac and cheese bites. Delicious macaroni and cheese fried, crispy, delicious crust, crust served with sour cream sauce. Burn puts hot sauce on it. They're delicious. They're a five-tool player, and they're $3 all day long at Roosters. 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. You get the correct answer in to That's What He Said, and you're going to be walking away with a $50 Roosters gift card. We had Jean-Luc Grandpierre on the 7 o'clock hour, around 7.20 this morning. Jackets with a five-game road trip coming up here. you got Western Canada, Seattle, and then St. Louis to finish it out before returning to Columbus next week on Tuesday evening. What did Jean-Luc say would be a successful record on that five-game trip? 614-821-9710. Get that into Shark, and you'll be walking away with a $50 Roosters gift card. Uh, Brian Callahan is no longer the offensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's working a deal to finalize becoming the Tennessee Titans new coach. Now, Amy Adams-Strunk and Mike Rabel had maybe a little bit of a um, heated argument, disagreement. I would think it would be safe to say Mike Rabel finds himself... Uh, as a free agent on the coaching market, Brian Callahan apparently crushed this interview so hard that the Tennessee Titans did not let him leave. <laughs> like, they're just like, nope, you're, you can't leave. Well, it's good. I mean, the Bengals have done some good things. He was good this year, even when Joe Burrow was hurt. And when that's the case and you have a backup quarterback and you're still winning games, they're still in playoff contention. But up until what? Week 17. 17. Yeah. I think the final week they were eliminated, but they were right there. You know, the chance to finish above 500. I mean, they've done a pretty darn good job. And then, you know, that obviously impacts the, the Bengals. Then you have to ask yourself, if you're the Browns, you know, is there a chance you risk losing his father, Brian Callahan, who is one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL? And I would have Tom Callahan, big Tom Callahan, Tommy Callahan, all the Callahans. They might be heading to Nashville. I saw <laughs> someone on Twitter put this out here. said, best part of the hashtag Titans hiring Brian Callahan is that his older brother leads one of the biggest auto part companies in the world. And it's a LinkedIn, LinkedIn oh, shot I saw that. of Chris Farley. It says Tommy R. Callahan III, VP of sales at Callahan Auto Parts, Callahan Auto Parts, Marquette, uh, Marquette University, Sandusky, Ohio, United States. <laughs> it's great. I mean, that someone put together that <laughs> full-on... Twitter page and bio. Kudos to them. Well it's done. great. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Bill Callahan, that'll be one to watch for the Browns, right? Is their offensive line coach. Who does he take as he builds a staff down there? Um, but Luana Rumo had a ton, ton of interest drummed up with him last year on the defensive side. Now, he didn't get a go as a head coach, uh, but now Brian Callahan does. So they lost a key cog in the machine. Uh, so we'll see what he's able to accomplish uh, in the city of Nashville. And then I did see that Ian Rappaport tweeted this out swiftly after uh, the news came out that Brian Callahan was going to be taking that job. It says the Bengals have an in-house replacement for Callahan as offensive quarter and offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher. Uh, he also has a full docket of OC interviews this week. Sources say he has a Zoom with the Pats today. Then he flies to Las Vegas for the Raiders to, well, tonight. And then he's got the Saints coming up on Thursday. So already in-house replacement for the Bengals and Dan Pitcher. And he's got interviews with the Pats, the Raiders, and the Saints already coming up. And one that I'm certain that he's probably going to have with the Bengals as well. Yeah. Um, and so you have to think. I mean, we're getting, we're heating up, man. This mm-hmm. is uh, this is the time. I mean, there's been a couple of coaches that have been hired already. Uh, Antonio Pierce, I think, being the most recent, taking the Raiders job. You mentioned Callahan, obviously, in Tennessee. So they're starting to fill up. 
and guys are flying around having multiple interviews now to try to see where they're all going to be. And the question becomes, the NFL, they don't have the same time constraint as college because there is no transfer portal. You don't have to worry about guys leaving. Nothing is going on right now in the NFL if you're not playing in the playoffs. And so you want to make sure that if you hire a coach, you can get the best staff with him and the best assistants. So there is that element that's key. But you know, with it, it's also you don't have to be hasty in who you're going to hire and what your decisions are going to be like. But I know, you know, for like because we keep looking at Jim Harbaugh, where's he going to be? Yeah. I still think he's going to end up with the Chargers. You know, Belichick obviously had his second interview in Atlanta, and I was listening to Adam Schefter talk and said there's really not maybe as a robust a market as we would have thought for Bill Belichick. You know, Brewer was saying maybe Philly. It looks like they're going to keep Sirianni. Yep. And uh, they just Howard Roseman, they're having a press conference come up. They just mm-hmm. fired their D coordinator. Yep. So you know, there's that. Uh, it doesn't look like Buffalo is going to move on from McDermott, which I don't, I don't think that that's a bad move, you know, to continue to keep him and stay the course. But at some point, you know, Dallas kept McCarthy. So some of these playoff teams we thought could fire their coaches don't appear to be doing that. And so that this, this coaching market is robust, but there's some patience going on and, Maybe that means some of these these teams want to interview guys in person who could potentially be coaching in the Super Bowl. Eight of them to be, eight of them well open, and then five of them still remain. Three of them uh, now filled. So we'll see what happens kind of over the course and time of the next. I would say week and a half, two weeks probably. We'll have a good indication of what these franchises are going through. You know what my favorite part uh, of the week is? What's that? Well, it's when I get to tell you the winner of our $50 Roosters gift card, and that'd be Larry, Larry from Columbus. He's the winner of the $50 Roosters gift card. Jean-Luc said a, uh, a successful road trip will be 3-1-1 one, and one for the Jackets' five-game road trip that they're on. Uh, but when Shark saunters in here, when we play Schlegs at the top of the 8 o'clock hour mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, when Shark saunters in here and we just get to talk about you know, his life in retirement, yeah. what that looks like, and what his goals are and his aspirations to go and travel, I think that's that's my favorite part of the week. Is because Shark is so close, and we started away. We were so far away from that happening, and he had the date, and we're 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 encroaching on that ever so fast. And hearing about, you know, his his desire to travel the world, it kind of keeps me going too to look forward to something. Oh, really? Yeah. Has been the youngest dude in here, Beam. I mean, yeah. that's I've got Shark's long, I've got a long ways to go. Sharks, don't dude, listen. You just had a kid, man. You got a, a lot of things left Why in didn't life. We do that. Well, I mean, if you're lucky, you have another one, then you just reset the clock. <laughs> that sounds you know? not great at all. I mean, my youngest is seven. I'll be 51 when he graduates high school. Oh, God. So there we go. All our Buckeyes, you've got a, a nice 18, 17, 18 years left. Yeah, 18 years. That puts me at 40. Well, if he's going to be one in March, that puts me at 47 by yeah, the time he graduates. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's all okay. what I was with my third. Then we had one more, and so then it pushed me back to 51, but... Hey, I mean, after that, I told Shark, we might be retiring together. or Tandem jump? Yeah, we'll see. I, I used to joke with him about that. It might be looking more and more likely <laughs> the longer I keep doing this, especially with the prospect of not having him on the other side of the glass. That's terrifying. That is that is terrible. That's the most terrifying part about this entire situation. But if we can keep you for one more football season, Shark. One more. Yeah. 2024. No, no one more after this, this next no. one. You said you're going to get Brown season tickets. Yeah. Watch the Buckeyes go to every Buckeye game. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. It's a good life. How many guards? Are you going to get an apartment up in Cleveland? <laughs> I should. Probably should. <laughs> I don't know if my wife would go for that, but I should. 
If I lived in Cleveland, I'd have Guardian season tickets. Gosh, that sounds Can like you a imagine that's a life 81 right games? There. That's, I think that's what heaven must be like. Just basically. Would you go to every game? Oh, of course he would. What are you talking about? He would go to yeah, every right. retirement? No. Yes. Yeah. No, she would make you go on vacations. You would well, be that's to, true. Yeah. Make him go on vacations. I, yeah. He would rather I'd probably go to the ballpark. I'd sell my tickets to you, Bob, the ones I'm not using. And when, I'd have, when I was having a hard time taking a nap, I'd go to a baseball Come on. Game. Would you, you still go you've down? I've never been to Progressive Field. I you never need have. To get there. I've only been to Great American twice. When did they build Great American? I was uh, uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Like 2002, 2003. So I guess one time when I was in high school. You went to Riverfront? I would have went to Riverfront. Or, or Synergy, whatever, whatever it was. It was, it was Synergy. Synergy, Synergy it was Synergy. Yeah. I'd been to Synergy, yeah. I'd, I'd gone down, down there for that. 2003. I, um, I've never been to Progressive. And I've only been to Great American, I think, twice. They're both beautiful stadiums. They're, oh, yeah. yeah they're fantastic. Awesome. I'm sure they Did are. Did you ever go to the ballpark at Arlington when you lived down there? Are you kidding me? I was so far away, and it's 1,000 degrees. Now Nick it's right Swiss. next door to the stadium. And it, yeah, it's indoors, isn't it? Or did, no. Uh, yeah, they got a retractable yeah. roof. That's right. They yeah. built a new one. And the old one's like 15 years old sitting uh, right beside them. It was beautiful. The old too. one looks like Camden. It's got like a cool older yeah. feel. It's all brick. Retro. Listen, when I was in Dallas, I ran into Nick Swisher one night. Oh, it was that during lasted the pre- a month. During the preseason. No, it was wild. We were leaving Ghost Bar and walking out. Hey, Bobby. I'm like, oh, I turn around. I was like, He's baseball version of Schlicks. Basically, Yes. And we're literally walking out. I don't know how I was still there, why I was still there. It was in the preseason. Maybe we'd had a game that night, whatever. He's like, hey, I'm like, what are you guys? We play the A's, dude. We got a four-game set. He's going to doubleheader tomorrow. He's like, you want to go to the game? I'm like, oh, you know, I think we had the day off. And I was like, what time? He's like, oh, we started at 1130. He's like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like, what time is this thing? He's out at like five. I'm like, that sounds even worse. I go, it's going to be like 1,000 degrees tomorrow. Who was he playing for? The, the, the White Sox? He's playing for the A's. Oh, he was playing for the A's. Yeah, because he used to come there all the time. I mean, when you're playing there, he was like, ah, you know, I'm here, you know, once a month for a week, you know, or whatever. What did they, what did they used to play? Like 20, you know, they play their division teams like 20 times. 19 they? back yeah. then. Now it's down to 12. Yeah, but he was, so he's like, I'm here all the time, man. So I would like randomly run into him. He's like, I'll leave you tickets at Will Cause like I, I, I'm gonna be out. I, I pitched out to court the next day. <laughs> I think he did leave him for the first. I, she's like, I have You're like Ricky desire. Bobby's dad never getting the well, tickets and, at Will Cause. And Arlington was so far away. Yeah. I did go see a game at Bush when I was in St. Louis. There you go. And I'll be honest, I was we sat on the first base line, probably about six or seven rows up, pretty good seats. And that's the first time I would I I I had gone to a a game since like the induction of like cell phones uh, introduction uh, of cell phones and texting keep i'll never forget i was like every time i heard that crack i'm like i'm putting my phone down i can't i can't look and hear that crack of a bat yeah. and uh, locate the ball of where it's going to be fast enough hey that was you, that was terrifying get your head out of your phone now they just put up uh put up the nets so you're all good uncle bo's next morning juice right here on the fan Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we do not have any crashes that we are tracking on your central Ohio roadways, but I-71 is moving a little bit slow as you come into the Columbus Metro this morning because of those slick conditions that we're seeing. No crashes to let you know about. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald. Part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. 
deal with it. This is Morning Juice. We just had a drop there from Uncle Tony. We're going to check in with another uncle, Uncle Bo. Bo knows bourbon. Bo knows fashion. Bo knows horseback riding. But most importantly, Bo knows Browns. Sponsored by Whiskey War. By High Bank Distillery. Drink local, drink High Bank. What's up, Unc? Happy Tuesday. Oh, baby, is it? What a time. What a time, fellas. You know, my, How are we doing? Uh, you guys good? Everybody's yeah, good? Yeah, Everybody's we're great. hanging in? Everybody's doing okay. I mean, it's nice. We had the... You know, winter weather for about a week, and then that's sun, fun. though. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I take sun. Yeah. We had the sun during that time. I'll take cold and sun. Now I got it's no gonna, problem with that. Now it's going to be warmer, but rain. So, you know, you give it and it takes a little bit here. Yeah, uh, yeah this my, is worse. My favorite part of, of the week is, uh, you know, we listen to Schlegs at 8 o'clock, and we talk to him in the 6 o'clock hour usually. Sure. Uh, we get to talk about Shark and his retirement and, you know, where yeah. in the wide world he's going to travel to. Yeah. Um, I mean, internationally, you're, you're obviously, you're a man of travel. And sure. Some different places. Uh, do sure. we have one Do we have one place that's on the bucket list for us internationally? Um, either I in retirement like would, or in the future? I feel like I'd thrive in Australia. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it. Like, we're, it's kind of crazy right now here. I feel like I keep telling the blonde, I'm like, I don't, don't you think we could, like, just move to Perth and thrive? Yeah. Like, it feels like we could go there tomorrow and crush it. Like... It just, you got some dangerous animals. You got that crazy murder bird that you got to deal with. Like, you got some of that stuff. But I do feel like Melbourne, Sydney, probably, I mean, probably even Brisbane, I probably would thrive in all of them. It feels like it would all work. Well, I mean, you got a little bit of everything. You got some of the yeah. urban element there. I mean, it seems nice, pretty safe country. But yeah. then, I mean, I've watched the movie Australia with Hugh Jackman and Nicole sure. Kidman. I mean, you get out there into the outback. I mean, there's the a Brumbies. lot. Of, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of Montana out there for you, Bo. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like it just I could just go there tomorrow and I'm locked in. No big deal. No harm, no foul. I feel like New Zealand would be pretty stellar too. It's like it's a yeah. it's a less it's a maybe um like a like a happy hour version of Australia. It does my But the so most my endearing cousin, kind. It feels that way. I love the all blacks, the rugby, yeah. all the thing with that, the haka, all of that. Um Duncan Outen, uh, former crew great yeah. who uh yeah. played for the all whites, the uh the soccer team. And and I remember talking to him about it. My cousin actually lived there. She graduated college, lived there for like 4 years. Um it ran like yoga studios and stuff and you basically have they'll give you like an amount of time you can be there and then they're like, "All right, that's enough. Now you got to go home." Like that type of deal. Like she was there for like three or four years, but she wanted to be there for never leave. Like she was like, I'm good. I don't, there, I don't need to go anywhere else. You need to marry a Kiwi. That's what I said. I said, geez, Jonah Lomo. I don't think he's around anymore, but that guy's <laughs> oh, a he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty nice there, Bo. We've had a, yeah. a pretty nice little, little past couple of weeks for the Buckeyes. I mean, <laughs> I heard your little opening monologue yesterday. It was, yeah. it was pretty impressive uh, with how you've kind of outlined everything that's happened. So the, it's, I don't understand how, how my mind works, right? I don't know how I can't make sense of it. But when I saw Caleb Downs Friday and I saw Julian's and I knew Julian saying was coming Saturday. I knew that that was what was coming next and kind of blew through the smoke screen of, Oh, they love their room so much. Yeah. You just take all the talent you can get. That's where we are in college football now. And I just was reminded of that Shelby foot, the historian in the civil war doc that Ken Burns did where he said, um, the South never had a chance to win that war. If at any point the South would have had more victories, the union would have just simply brought their other arm out from behind their back 
and it would have been over. And that's kind of what I feel like with where Ohio State football is now. It's And it's not necessarily a, a north-south thing, but more so just Ohio State football for 50 years has always been great. But even when I moved here in 07, there was, there was always this, yeah, but we don't do it like that. Like, we don't cheat. We don't buy players. We don't do that. And now all of that's legal. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we're going to take the other arm out from behind our back, and now let's just look what we're capable of. And the last month has been, what we're capable of. And it's different than this program has ever been built in the past. You guys know that. We've never done it quite like this, but the sport's never been quite like this. Um, it is a year-to-year view of the sport. Um, and then to make it full circle, and I didn't even realize this, the um, the national championships in Atlanta. Yeah. So you think of Sherman and you think of all of those things, you go, my God, it's it's kind of lining up that way. So um, that that was the analogy that, that came to my head, that, that Ohio State football, you could make the case it's kind of a sleeping giant. And you say, well, God, that's stupid. This is the one of the four most important programs in the history of the sport, and it absolutely is. But it's three national championships in 50 years, mm-hmm. right? So it's not 10 or it's not eight. It's not like that. And and it's now you've taken the other arm out and you've used the full financial push of the of the business community and all of it and the incredible fan base and all that. Now you can use all of that legally, and and we've never been able to do that before. And now we can. And so it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool place we're at. It's different. Uh, there's a ruthlessness to it, but it's, it's very, it's, it's kind of everything you thought maybe Ohio State could be if it ever was allowed to play with all of its weaponry. Well, that, and then you pair it with, uh, President Ted Carter and then Ross Bjork, the new oh, AD geez. of both of them saying, yep, we're going to start throwing our weight around. It's like, okay, well, you're doing that on well, the NIL front with the football program. And then those two guys seem to be in lockstep about, you know, kind of shaping and molding the future of college athletics and college football specifically. You're like, wow, this is uh, it's some interesting sure. stuff here. And really, I think the you know, the epicenter is going to be in Columbus. Yeah, the um, when I when they the the hire of Ross Bjork, you guys did a great job with him on the interview. When the hire of Ross Bjork, I, I thought of that and I just thought, boy, let's just compare the last couple of president hires to Ted Carter and let's compare the last, let's just compare like what Bjork's all about compared to what the athletic department has always been all about. Uh, and I mean, this is a compliment because this is something I've always wanted Ohio state to be. This is the full SEC-ification of the Buckeye mm-hmm. program is what this is. Yeah. This is football Uber Alice. This is all of the resources, all of the might let's flex. Let's be the big bully. We've never played that way. Uh, it frustrated me to no end during COVID when Ohio State played nice with everybody. They fought, right? But it, it was it, they weren't quite as chesty as I thought they needed to be. I thought it was complete nonsense that they allowed the Big Ten to schedule them the way they scheduled them next year. That's shameful. That USC. When's, when's USC here? 2027? Yeah. We don't see USC in the shoe till 2027? you're right. Play the damn hits, man. Play the hits. Like, Oklahoma, Alabama's going to Oklahoma. Texas is going to Georgia. Year one. Like, play the hits. And instead, we got to go to Oregon, which is a make good from the COVID year. Mm-hmm. And we've never thrown our weight around. How the hell in year one is Ohio State not playing Oregon and USC? How are they not playing Washington and, and UCLA? I mean, I know they play Washington UCLA the next year, but like, we, I want to see that now. I don't know what's going to happen by 2028. Who knows? Like, give me that, give me that game next year. That's when I want to see it. So hopefully Carter and Bjork will. Throw their weight around a little. Throw the incredible weight of this operation around, right? I mean, that's that's what you hope happens from this, and I'm optimistic it will. Hey, well, yeah. I mean, you see Saul Carter, I mean, with his desire at Nebraska to try to play, he was the one that was chesty as anybody, yes. and yeah. I was in Nebraska. Right. So that's what I want. Like, I, we need that. We, we've we all bemoaned, bemoaned that, right? We've been like, why do we act, why do we allow the Big Ten to treat us the same way they treat Indiana? Like, it's we're not equal. Stop it. Like, Use your might. And so hopefully, and I think these guys probably will. 
quick 30 second summation on the first two episodes of true detective so bob, bob hasn't watched yet i've i've married i haven't either watched okay oh, okay i haven't either um i i want it before i get invested i wanted to make sure that it was worthy it's uh, this is yeah. where i am is it great it's good. It's, it's spooky. Foster. It's got a it's got a very eerie undertone in it, yeah. as as all the seasons kind of do. But this one, uh, it's shot in the Arctic Circle. They filmed it in Alaska Eesh. and Iceland, and it takes place after the winter solstice. So it's all dark all the oh, time. Gosh. Like there's no sunlight. So it's grim. Yeah, I, that might be something I have to watch in the summer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I can. More dark in winter. <laughs> I think. I think I might. I need sunshine, baby. This time of year, I gotta get, gotta get me a little of the orb in the sky. I don't know if I could take that Meredith, right before I go to bed. Yeah, she watched it last night. We did uh, yeah. together. She goes, "Yep, can't go to sleep after that one." I'm like, yeah, well, see, that I, might be too grim for me. <laughs> yeah, it um, might be too grim. Uncle, always appreciate the time. Have a great show today. All right, boys, take care. There you go, it's Uncle Bo with us every single Tuesday at this time. Hey, we're gonna reveal our fan poll next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and good morning. Right now, no crashes on your central Ohio roadways, but we are seeing a couple slick spots, especially on those bridges and overpasses on I-71. As you approach I-270 on the north side of town, also on 33 westbound as you approach the 270 loop on the southeast side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagerwald. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. We are in the juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Uncle Bo and the boys will be on until noon after we wrap things up. Talking about Brian Callahan taking the offensive. Well, not taking the offensive coordinator job. The offensive coordinator from the Bengals taking the Titans head coaching job. Talk a little Buckeye hoops as they're on the Peacock tonight. Of course, you can listen to it. Six o'clock coverage, seven o'clock uh, tip from Nebraska. Tuesdays with the Berry coming up at 1033. Jody Shelley's going to join him at 1133. Why are we listening to this song? Uh, Ray Charles was one was in of that the class too. initial inductees into the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in was that 86? 86. Your first class? Elvis, James Brown, Fats Domino, Buddy Holly, Ray Charles. There was a, I mean, obviously it's our first class, so you got to get a lot, a lot, there's a lot to catch up on there. The old Ray going in as well. This day, 1986, Shark. Almost 40 years ago. Mm. Everly Brothers went in. Yeah. Wake up, little Susie. There we go. Just thinking the ludicrous song when I hear this. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. You know, um, just saw this poll, Twitter poll out there. Who are you cheering for to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's our daily fan poll, sponsored by ERR. Oh, that's on there, too? Perfect. (laughs) You were looking at our Twitter No, it wasn't this. It was someone else. Yeah, Someone incepted my brain. Beamer, you're plagiarizing other people. I'm guessing that it's overwhelmingly a Lions. 200 votes so far, and this was just put up here. 65% 65% Lions. Yeah, this one I just saw was 68%. I figured that was probably the case. 40, 49ers at 20% and the Ravens and the Chiefs. The Ravens aren't getting a lot of love here. The Chiefs won't get a lot of love. And the Chiefs aren't going to get a lot of love either. I mean, yeah. the only place the Chiefs will get love is maybe like from Cincinnati area. No, don't, they don't like the Chiefs down there either. But do they like the Ravens more? That's no. my point. Like, I think they like the Lions more than all any of those combos. It's like the Michigan-Bama conundrum that you're yeah. in right there. <laughs> like, who do I hate less? Could I, I come to terms with them winning? I the, don't hate anybody left in these playoffs. All four of these teams are fine. 
I'm to a point now with with the Kansas City Chiefs where I just I tip my cap. Yeah, like what you're, you're doing good. is astonishing. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar win one. Yeah, I think Lamar's good and he's worthy of it. But the Lions are overwhelmingly the, the squad. I can't do it. But Dan said if you're not if you weren't on, honest in the beginning. Don't get on now. There's no room now, pal. No room. No room for that. He's the best, man. Where do you want to travel internationally when you retire? Oh, Beam, I mean, that's a whole... Yeah, you're right. I guess we probably shouldn't do this with three I, minutes We can left get into this show. later a little bit, you know, tomorrow, maybe later this week. Uh, yeah, I've been to Machu Picchu. I would like to go back and take my kids. Um, some place in South America. I'd like to go to Rio. You know, going to Hawaii, I've been... There's a lot of places in the United States, yeah. like geographic places. I know Shark is a is a wonderful patron of our national parks. Mm-hmm. I fall, all these things get incepted. I've got, in my Instagram, I've got a bunch of different little files that I save for... And one of them now is like becoming travel of like places I'd like to go. And there's a lot of places in the United States I would like to see. So... We'll start there, and then internationally, yeah, New Zealand, Japan, some stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, we were we were planning a. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the pyramids, but I don't know if I want to go to Egypt. That's the problem. I've heard if you go there, because they took I forget how many years you know the pyramids took to build. It's like they would need to place one of those blocks every like six minutes for like thirty years consecutively. And when you stand at I the base the of them, you're just like, there's just no how. Like how does this? How do you, how do humans create this? Well, I wouldn't mind going down to uh, Mayan Peninsula and seeing some of the Mayan ruins. Yeah, as well. that'd be cool. I've seen the Inca stuff, like seeing the Mayan. I mean, it's amazing that all these different cultures all around the world built pyramids, or the aliens did. There you go. There's We're the not answer. positive. I just saw something online about one, I think, somewhere in Croatia or Serbia that was underground that Ooh. they like started to uncover and people made them cover it back up. Maybe it's just a flat earther. I'm not sure. <laughs> A lot of things going on there, though. I'd like to go to Sicily. I think that sounds yeah, I'd pretty like to nice. Go to Europe. I mean, I'd like to do a southern and northern European tour. I'd like to see, after watching Band of Brothers, to go yeah. through and see all all the stuff there in northern Europe. But then I'd also like to see the south of it. I'd like to go to, I've never been to Jerusalem. I'd like to go there, go to Israel. Maybe kick in, go through West Bank with them on some of their sweeping missions. We had a, uh, a shark wants to go spelunking. He said in uh, in the West Bank. <laughs> we had a Japan trip planned, and then um, then Meredith was pregnant, so we had to postpone that. Then Billy and we've came just post- we've just postponed. We're just going to postpone it now for twenty years. It's postpone be- your life. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what Shark's been doing. That's why he's anxious to get away from us. So we were talking. <laughs> it's true. We were talking to, to Uncle Bo about uh, you know going down to New Zealand or going down to you know, Australia. My dad um, during the start of COVID was hiking through the Fjordlands, like where they filmed like Lord of the Rings, like down in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. And so he called me. <laughs> it's a 13-hour time difference or whatever. He's like, hey, who do the Buckeyes draw in the NCAA tournament? And I'm like, buddy, you got a whole heck of a lot to learn because there's no cell service out there. Yeah. And I'm like you have the whole world is shut down. You better try to get home because they were going to go from New Zealand, I think, to Tahiti or Bora yeah. Bora or somewhere. Those worst places to hang out. And then they ended up canceling that trip and flying from... I think Auckland, New Zealand, back to L.A., back to Cleveland after they were supposed to have this, like, month-long grand vacation planned. 
tough ways to get back all the way back there. Yeah, New Zealand sounds fine. Pick a fight with a rugby player. Get your teeth knocked in. Sounds great. General, I had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You good with that? Oh, for a weekend Wednesday, first Friday miracle, absolutely. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We're back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes on our Central Ohio map to let you know about, but we are seeing traffic pick up on I-70 coming in from the far west side. Also on 23 coming in to the 270 loop on the south side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwold. This is a fan action update. It's been 386 days since Buckeye men's basketball has won a true road game. Chance to end that streak tonight against Nebraska. Ohio State's a three and a half point underdog, plus 145 on the money line. Nebraska's four and four in the Big Ten. A win would get Ohio State to four and four. This action update is brought to you by Mary Haven. Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Eric Reese, sir. The NFL coaching carousel continues to spin on Monday. Adam Schefter reported the Titans are getting ready to hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan to be their next head coach. Callahan's been Cincinnati's OC since 2019. His hiring leaves five NFL vacancies. The LA Chargers are reportedly set to have a second interview with Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh sometime this week. Harbaugh has also met with the Falcons. Atlanta has also conducted two interviews with Bill Belichick in the last week. In college hoops, Ohio State sophomore Cody McMahon was named Big Ten Player of the Week yesterday. Her 33 points powered Ohio State to a 192 overtime win over then number two Iowa this past Sunday at the shot. As for the men's squad, Buckeyes are at Nebraska tonight at 7. You can hear that game on the fan with pregame at 6. Ohio State looks to improve to 500 in Big Ten play. This update sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, give Dr. Mark Levy a call at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP or visit him online at sleepbettercolumbus.com.